Hasta la vista, Bendy. <risa> Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a little bit of a while, but we're back here on a Thursday night. And of course, Thursday night means Quiz Arena Live Time. That's right, it's time for four rounds of fun, frivolity, games, and of course, guests. So please join me in welcoming our two guests tonight. We have Jerry Redford and Steve McGrath. Say hello, guys. How are you going? Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome, guys. It's so good to see you, and welcome to the Quiz Arena Live. Great to be here. It's a, thanks for the invite, mate. Really looking forward to it. Anytime. I'm glad as well that you've dressed up. You've got the top hat. It's very debonair. I feel underdressed. I, I got No, well, I was underdressed, and, and I wanted to wear my best smoking jacket for tonight, but the most I could grab in the storm and all the chaos was, was a, one of the top hats, So that's yeah. and the black and white look. So that's what we're going with. That's tonight. it. No, that would have looked amazing as well. But no, there is an issue as well on YouTube with like, you know, smoking. So like, you know, whether it's you or whether it's your jacket smoking, they, they don't, they don't care. They'll, <laughs> I they'll would have been you. banned. That's it. Yes. They'll probably slap me for saying the word. That's it. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It'll just have that little beep, that beep like that. That's right. Beep jacket. <laughs> it's the sort of thing that like in cartoons, like Disney cartoons, you just want to go through and just like randomly put it whenever you hear like the S word, someone saying stand fast or something. And you just want to go beep fast. <laughs> You know? Smoking, poking, anything that rhymes with smoking, poking, That's, yes. joking. Well, well, toking, I guess. That's another. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of which, well, well, Steve McGrath as well. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah. Very good. I'm loving it. You there? It's like you're in a theatre as well. You've got the red curtain yeah, behind like said, you. Yes, I'm actually under a bed. I'm, it's an IKEA loft bed, Dear. and the desk goes under the bed. Look, so this is the ladder. I will climb up eventually to sleep on top. The ladies can't keep you away, can they? I mean, you're going to find a way into their bedroom some way, aren't you? Well, I'm actually, I'm actually in an IKEA showroom. I think, I think oh. they closed. Oh. So I, I don't <laughs> even know I'm in here. Look. Oh, you haven't found your way out. That's it. Well, I think they've locked up. I think they close at six. <laughs> you know what? I, I can feel like a reality TV show brewing here where it's like, you know, uh, uh, a situation where a guy sort of like, you know, goes into an Ikea um, sort of thing. And every episode is him like progressing through his life, but moving through a different area of the <laughs> Ikea store. And, and don't use the toilets in the show room because they're not connected. I just want to say that right now. Are you talking about that from personal experience? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> wait until they open 10 o'clock tomorrow morning to... To get out. Oh, great. <laughs> and then there's chances somebody, as well. Someone was recently arrested for putting the sticky arrows on the ground to make an infinite loop within the IKEA 
um, warehouse and people like were just lost because they were following this guy's arrows instead of the actual IKEA arrows and he was actually busted for doing it. That's so funny, good. I thought. It's very labyrinth. I love it. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, lipstick. In quantum loop. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, of course, we also have our, our regular um, person coming in here as well, Rhiannon Elizabeth Lyons. I know you're in the background. Are you there? How are you? Hi, honey. Of course. I'm going well. How are you? Oh, you're looking stunning as always. I'm good. I'm good. I'm running and rearing after a week off. Like, you know, I'm, I'm ready to jump back in there and find out some new uh, facts about films and things that are coming out. You know. Oh, so you're ready to finally take me on in a final tournament? I wouldn't say I'm that brave. <laughs> <laughs> like baby steps. Again, like, you know, I'm, where is it? In the Ikea store. Wherever you start, Steve, in the Ikea store is where I'm at. The, the, the entrance, the, the escalator. Yeah. Yes. I'm still ex escalating through the store. Um, great stuff. Well, yeah, well, we've got you here as well um, because Rhiannon Elizabeth Irons is, of course, an erotic writer. So she's going to be joining us as well in our Under the Covers, which is happening right after this. For those of you on Patreon who have subscribed, uh, you can jump on over there. We've had one episode so far where um, we had a lot of fun. And we, of course, ask the uh, guests to join us as well. So who knows who, what might happen. Hello, I Rachel. misheard at the start there, Richard. I thought you said she was a neurotic writer. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yes. I, I, I'll reassess you yes. now. <laughs> Yes. I thought aren't all writers neurotic anyway, but erotic is completely a whole different ballgame. No. Well, that's it. It's sort of like that Sorry, science Rhiannon. thing. Yeah, the difference between like, you know, science and having fun is writing it down. It's the same thing in erotic writing. Yeah, right. <laughs> I assume, Rhiannon, please stop me if I'm being inappropriate. Oh, no, keep, keep digging the hole, honey. Keep yes. digging it. <laughs> it's all going I have my story. crop with me. I'm ready to go. It's an Adele issue. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Just the fire comes out. Beautiful stuff. Well, uh, of course, we have um, uh, uh, Jerry. Now, you're a director and an actor uh, as well, sporting the, the top hat and uh, in your little booth and studio there. And you've been part of quite a few films that have come out recently. Um, uh, would you like to tell us about it? Like, I know Fun uh, and Games. I, I think uh, the favourite at the moment, uh, uh, Nathan Colhoun's and uh, Trigger Media have just um, wrapped on a awesome little short called The Wild One. Um, and Nathan actually skewed me a, a, a roughie of the trailer yesterday and uh, it brought tears to my eyes. It, it is the most moving um, piece I've ever been involved with. Um, it tells a true story of James Morrill who washes ashore up in the top end, gets taken in by an Indigenous tribe. And um, he, he marries an Indigenous woman and then decides to uh, come back to a white civilization and I'm the first person that he meets, uh, poor bugger. Wow. And um, that doesn't go real well for him. But I take him into town and, um, yeah, I'll see what happens when it comes out. But it is just beautiful. Nathan Colhoun is uh, a master at his craft. He really has just made some beautiful pictures and a wonderful story. And Nathan and I have worked together for a few years um, on Abandoned. Uh, actually, I, I, Nathan, the first time I, I started working with Nathan was on Convict Footprints 2013, um, our first on Convict Footprints show, which was a, a, an immersive living history theatre on the old Great North Road. Oh, I remember um, that, yes. Yeah, like 2013, so long ago, man. Wow. And um, that's, uh, that's when I first contacted him to actually come and do a role um, in the show with me, and he couldn't in the end. And then he contacted me back and said, hey, do you want to come and play this uh, villain in Abandoned? And that was heaps of fun. I, I get cast as a villain a lot. Yes. Um, which my wife finds pretty funny because she says I'm a really nice guy. You are. Like, that's the weirdest <laughs> thing. Like, you know, we did uh, a lot of um, 
uh, dinner theater uh, together. It was so much fun. It was Park awesome fun. It was like, great, man. <laughs> and as much as like people say, like you know, oh, dinner theater, like you know, as in whatever. To do it, it's so much fun because the audience, it's it's all improvisational and everything, uh, and interacting with the crowd, and they're loose as well, more loose oh, so than loose. They usually are. So. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. But but um, I, I remember what was it? We did uh, Monty Python, the Quest for the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail, yes, the Quest for the Holy Grail. Yeah, um, and you were King Arthur. Yes, and I actually that was the only role I had all the way through, uh, which was surprising because yes, there was a lot we of we were all switching. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and that was so much fun. And there's the audience burns were the most fun. Uh, yeah. You know, when the most most of the time the audience would actually play nice, but sometimes they would just get a little bit too drunk and they get a bit too handsy. <laughs> and yeah. uh, want to kind of take over the show and that's when you bring out the big guns and just burn them and um, put them down and sit them down and and that gets the rest of the audience on side as well you're not being mean you're just having a joke at someone's expense yeah well because you can really notice it exactly when it's a dig and it's, it's it's obvious that the performer has taken offense at something or is trying to do something whereas you know just being a, a friendly jibe where yeah you that's can right. still get, get your own back but everyone goes oh we know that it's in the the ilk of you know it's, yeah. it's we were talking um with a clown from luna park uh rafe um uh before and talking about that idea of it's the opportune moment to leave with, with any sort of uh street theater interaction or or up close especially live interaction mm. it needs to be that sort of you get the in but then you need to have that out on a high note so yeah you're, you're always just looking for that high you never really need to do what in a filmic sense resolve the story you just no. never need to do exactly <laughs> on a climax. To sit them down Sit them down with a little cuddle. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. I'll just do a quick shout out there to the people who are watching as well. We've got Phil Robinson saying hi all. We've got uh, Jordan Messenger saying hey. I'm assuming it's going hey like that just because the hand's waving out there. So <laughs> I'm going to do it because, you know, why not? Uh, we've got Ghoul Fiends joining us saying hello. Greetings all. Uh, reminds me of a drunken night at Costco. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, you know, I'm sure, though, if you do stay in one of those places, the drones will just start chasing you through the corridors. But you yeah, are excited the for rumbas. Under the Covers as well. Yes, exactly. Um, so it's good to see that. Yes, you're going to be sticking around there for uh, our Patreon viewers. It's it's a lot of fun, and we just get to be a little bit uh, more cheeky than we can be on here. So uh, Kate Miller as well joining us, saying hello, everyone. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you, too. It's good to see you there. Uh, now, fantastic stuff. Now, another... Um, uh, film that I want to make a mention to is one of Steve McGrath's films. Now, you have uh, just had a film that's been uh, uh, winning awards in film festivals, I believe. Uh, is that right, Steve? Uh, I, I think so, yes. Um, I'm not sure about the actual film festivals because some are a bit shady. Um, mm. Oh, <laughs> I think they would be, yes. Because some I've edited like the Paris... Oh, I shouldn't, shouldn't mention it, should I? <laughs> That's all right. You just mentioned the sound. So, like, you know, the one thing that we do here is we know that may yes. maybe you just won't get to go there. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just cut that bit out. Yeah. That's but some festivals, I think they're people, you know, having the festival at home on their own computer and they just pick the winning film like this and go, that one. Yes. You know, and they, and they take all the prize money. And, and, uh, yes. but, uh, but there's some good ones. There's some uh, leg legitimate ones. And, um, there's one in, um, I've got a short from my mate in, um, SF3, the SF3 smartphone. Getting a bit hot in here, sorry. I'm talking oh, yeah. a bit hot. Okay, um, the SF3 right. We're saving that under the covers, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> the smartphone flick fest. And um, I, I could show you a poster, but I, I can't find one at the moment. But, oh, oh, wait a minute. This is it. Oh, who did it? Oh, this is <laughs> um, it's, it's a short film. It only goes for three minutes, but it took four minutes to make. And oh, it probably wow. said it takes five minutes to watch. Um, but, um, it's um, in the mini section where the films have to be three minutes maximum. 
So, and it's all about lockdown. It's made in lockdown or by myself, working the camera, doing the lighting, the directing, the wardrobe design, um, everything. The toasting as well of the... Yes, I had to do all the catering myself and the, and the hair and makeup and um, design the poster because, you know, you're in lockdown and no one's allowed to come in. So See, now no that, that just seems unfair, asking uh, an actor to be in charge of catering. I mean, like, you know. <laughs> yes, well, I had a piece of toaster, yes. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. it. Toast to you too. Cool, awesome, man. Well, that looks fantastic. If there are any links as well that you have to uh, any of these works that you would like to share around, uh, if, if they're like on pay-per-view oh. sort of sites or anything like that, um, send them as the link and I'll pop those in the video description and the audience can check that out in their own time. But um, as well, I'll, I'll just do uh, your IMDB as well because, you know, why not? We've got it here. So we've got your IMDB page as well up here. So uh, as well, we've also got um, you were in some films as well that's been out there, but I want to make mention to the White Rabbit Project, uh, which are the uh, people from the off-spinning uh, uh, Mythbusters. So, oh, Tori, uh, oh, my brain is gone crazy. Um, those guys um, <laughs> uh, made another uh, TV show where basically they're doing a similar sort of thing, like, you know, looking into myths and stuff like that. But uh, I, I do believe, yeah, you're an uh, English um, person speaking on a, on a board about when they were trying to, what was it, put estrogen into... Uh, they were trying to capture Adolf Hitler by, um, um, I think they were putting something into his food to make him grow, can I say breasts? Yeah, you can say breasts and you just, just did. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're not poking them because then... Yeah, that's that's no. it. Yeah, we're talking about KFC here, kids. So. Yeah. Um, well, they're trying to capture Adolf Hitler, which is apparently a true story, I think. Um, you thinking, by... Yeah, well... <laughs> I was thinking, can I, you say Hitler live on it? <laughs> we broke. No, I can't. Break Godwin's law. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, but apparently, that trying to make him turn him into a woman, being being a woman, he'd be less aggressive or, or feminine, you know, hormones. Um, and I was the head of the Secret Service who was planning this little plot. Um, yeah. And I don't think it succeeded. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah. I love that that's the mentality as well. We'll make them less aggressive by giving them, like, you know, uh, female hormones. It's just, like, yeah. it's a good mentality there. Uh, Gulf yeah, insane. you clearly never saw Mean Girls. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Like, you know, as in, you know, yeah. It's... And, and Mrs. Thatcher. Well. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I wanted to say Gina Reinhardt, but... Um... <laughs> no, actually, I saw um, Mrs. Thatcher in Hong Kong many years ago. Oh, wow. And... Um, I was coming out of a hotel after having morning tea and, and these security guards with their little uh, microphones in their um, wrists and their earwigs were like, no photos, no photos. Nobody was actually taking photos. Nobody even was looking where the security guards were. And there's no photos. And they opened the doors and this giant of a woman came in, the giantess of a woman, uh, came into the lobby. And it was almost like she was glowing. Like that's the... That's the memory I have of seeing her. Like, she, this was retired. This was back in um, uh, 97, 98. Um, so she wasn't prime minister anymore. But um, she was a giant woman. And then behind her, in her shadow, was this little broken man in like a Macintosh that was Dennis. <laughs> I just, I fell for him, man. It was yeah. like, dude, you're just following her around. And, oh. And, but yeah, it was quite it was quite amazing to see her, um, this glowing woman, this little broken man. But I, I just wanted to go up to Dennis and take his photo because nobody was. <laughs> yeah, one of those perspective photos where, like, you know, he's really small in the front. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's amazing. I remember when I was a kid. Um, 
Actually, what was it? Yeah, I, I saw Bert Newton walking through a lobby, but like uh, when I was in Africa as well, met um, Bob Hawke. Uh, in, in, in the, like, it was real. I, I wasn't a political person or anything like this, but it was just this weird sort of thing of going, "Oh, you're someone." And it was just like <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sort of interesting sort of thing in Downing. I don't know if that divided the audience. <laughs> I'm hoping it didn't. Um, I'm doing a couple of things in the background uh, just while we're um, lining up because we do have um, a couple of games up here, and we usually have so many games that we can't usually choose. So I have a spin wheel, because, you know, that's a bit of fun. So I do have to modify the spin wheel, but we do have a bunch of games up there. Unfortunately, I haven't lined up monster mashups tonight, but we do have Musician or Serial Killer. We do have... Uh, oh, never mind, Spicks and Specs. I've got to check if I've got that lined up. We've got Chrono Loco. We've got Viewer's Choice. We've got Player's Choice. We've got... Jackpot Rupt, and we got Spin Again, which is my personal favourite. Now, Jackpot Rupt. On our first round, if the first person lands on that, you get five points, just straight off the bat. But if you're the second person to land on that, then you lose all of your points, which is just, just no fun whatsoever. Viewer's Choice, the people at home get to choose which game we're going to be playing, and Player's Choice, you guys get to choose which game you want to play. Uh, and Spin Again, you know, we, we obviously spin again. So, is there any up there that uh, tickles any of your fancies, just by the names alone? Spin again, I think. Spin again. Nice. <laughs> That's it. I know, I, I like it. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm a fan of the spin again. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping you can hear the audio as well, too, because sometimes I forget to turn on certain things. Uh, as well, um, hello to anybody out there on Twitch, on Trovo, or on Facebook. I'm... Um, First time we've gone live on uh, Facebook and these other mediums, so I'm hoping that it's working out there. Please do let us know if there's any delays, if you can't hear me or can't see me, or, or, or I'm saying things that it's not corresponding to what's actually happening, um, because that would be good to know so that you can all play along in there. In our fourth round as well, uh, and if you are playing on any of the other streams, uh, you'll have to type in the entire answer, text and all, to make it register, but just because they're spam bot checkers or something like that. Uh, but if you're playing on YouTube, you just need to put in the numeral. So it's a multiple choice question out of four answers. So if the answer was one, you would literally put in the number one and that will register. Groovy. Um, I did a filibuster whilst I was going to try and make my brain do something, but I didn't. <laughs> What's in news in the movie world, Rhiannon? Is there anything interesting out there that the folks should know about? Well, Uncharted got released today in Australian cinemas. Ooh. So that is Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg taking on the roles of Nathan Drake and Victor Sully Sullivan from the Naughty Dog game franchise. And i got to say, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to going to see it. Yeah, that sounds really, really cool. Is that the mm. one that's it's based on the game, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. it's a fun game. I mean, <laughs> well, you know. Oh, it is. I have the complete Nathan Drake collection. Like, I am absolutely addicted to Uncharted. It's very similar. Like, I grew up with Tomb Raider, so anything that resembles Tomb Raider, of course, I'm going to go and play, and Uncharted does that very well for me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm actually going to go see it this weekend. So, fingers crossed that it is a pretty decent adaptation, because let's face it, I mean, video game movie entries never really hold up well. So, yeah, I, I was about to say that. Um, oh, what was it? Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, I think, yes. is the one that comes to mind. And Street know. Fighter as well is, is particularly bad. But yeah. I love Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's bad, cheesy, bad, good, you know. It's well, like, that's it's it. A 2B. 
And it's getting film. an appreciation now because even look at Evil Dead. I mean, like, you know, yes. I saw that for the first time and everyone was just like, this is a horror film. And I was just like, is it though? It looks cheesy. But then, you know, <laughs> the last sequence and the, the pace of that, like mm. when things are falling apart, it's eerie. It's it's like, you know, yeah, uh, maybe more so as an adult, I guess. Like, you know, that's they're, they're hitting on to sort of more resonant things. Um, but but then you've got like, you know, um, I know it's not a video game, but the American Werewolf in London transformation. Mm. I saw that as a kid and as an adult, and it still has that same impact. As in, you can, you can watch oh, that terrifying. and go, yeah, whatever mm. age, you can still feel that and know that. You, it, it's like, you know, you want to look away the whole time. I, mm. I, I love it. I will that. tell you now, it's like Jaws. That's no it, matter yes. how old Jaws gets, Jaws will still be the pinnacle of shark films. Yeah. I know I wrote an entire article on it, but it is it is one of those films that no matter how old you are when you first see it, it is still going to terrify you. Mm. I like that, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Peter Benchley and Jack Houston's son started going around the world trying to um, play down the Jaws terror. Um, the um, Jack Houston's son, the first time he met a great white shark, uh, he was scuba diving and he came around a giant coral stack and face to face with a juvenile great white shark. And in his words, uh, we both voided our bowels in the water and fled the other way. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> but this was, this was like really eye opening um, for the guy because he thought, you know, great white sharks were killers. And he, he began to understand that actually great white sharks are just like any other animal that they, they, they don't hunt us down and murder us. They, they swim in the sea and pretty much every time a great white shark bite or a shark bites somebody, uh, it's an accidental testing bite, but generally that testing bite is enough to take your leg off or your arm off or something. Um, but then, then the media is just kind of blown like after jaws and, and really which set the bar for shark terror. Um, so they were, Peter Benchley felt really bad about this because so many great white sharks, especially, were killed um, in the wake of Jaws. Uh, yeah. So they've been going around the world um, trying to demystify. And uh, there's a wonderful South African woman that I follow on Insta um, called Shark Warrior who actually goes swimming with sharks like they're dolphins. She hangs out with bull sharks and tiger sharks and great whites and, and is phenomenal, the work that she's doing to actually demystify the murderous rampage of sharks. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's so important. It's so good because I remember even, what was it? Uh, the documentary, oh, what's it called? Uh, about the, the killer whales in captivity. I, I just, oh, yes. Like, you know, um, I, 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 people see them as such, because <clears throat> it's got killer whales in the name, you go, mm. oh, it, it must be a violent creature and things like this. But then to see, oh, a blackfish. That was Blackfish, it. Blackfish, yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's just heartbreaking to, to see what people will do like you know to animals like there was something for at one point um because I, I have a bird um uh, called pikelet because it's it's a, a, a cockatiel which is the smallest of the cockatoo family found him on the side of the road though uh and oh. um and i call it pikelet because it was very nearly a pancake um but one of the things i was thinking of i was like i've got to get him another bird because like you know they're they're not you, you know uh supposed to be around us really um but the idea of a pet really is just Stockholm syndrome, isn't it? You yeah, know, that's true. you grab something, you're like, "Love me," and then you're like, it eventually gets, "Oh yeah, well, pats and food are like, you know, good. I'll stay alive." Um, oh dear, uh, we've got people out there uh, in the audience saying, uh, "What is it?" We've got, "Don't talk about House of the Dead." I was about to say that too. That's the one where they would just cut in uh, shots of the game. Just random. Oh. It, it, yeah. So it's live action and they're doing all the shooty stuff and stuff. And then just suddenly it'll just be like digitalized, pixelated chaos. But also, 
that was a film that I don't know if it came out before. I think it was around the same time as The Matrix. But they tried to do the bullet time and um, uh, effect, but instead of doing like cameras, because obviously um, film is multiple frames per second, 24 frames per second, up to 60 frames per second, uh, achieves the um, illusion of motion. And to do bullet time and, and to capture that amount of space in that amount of time with the action in slow motion, clearly, you've got to be able to move the camera in such a way so that it's easier to have the cameras already locked off and do that. Instead, mm. what they did in um, uh, House of the Dead was they just put it on, I think, some sort of track and just try to spit it really quick. So the motion blur is just... There's just bleed on all of these things. All these obvious ones where they've told the actors, try and imagine like you're doing it really quick, but obviously do it really slow, slow. motion. <laughs> and it's just ah, uber great. awkward. It's like, yeah. You, you can awesome. tell those slow motion walk down the streets like in Brooklyn Nine-Nine when like, yeah. you know, they're doing the slow motion walk and everybody else is just walking normal pace. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good thing. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That. We saw this terrible, wonderful, terrible, wonderful TV uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, called uh, it was. Um, it's about preacher, not dino preacher. It's like it's like a preacher that's a dinosaur. Um, oh. is, it, is, it, is it a preacher? Velosa Velosa Pasta. That's it. <laughs> Velosa Pasta. Watch it, folks. It's so good. And Velos really, the people that made it need the dollars from your watching it on Tubi. It's free. <laughs> oh so wow! It's, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a preacher like a pastor that turns into a velociraptor. That's fantastic. Um, but there's the opening scene. They just either they forgot or they ran out of money and just thought, oh fuck it, like let's just put it out there because there's this kind of moment where it's meant to be an exploding car and instead it's like exploding car CG. There's literally a a, a thing on the screen down on the street <laughs> in perspective that says exploding car CG. Oh what? Like waiting for it to go in. They didn't get the <laughs> in. Oh no! Really... <laughs> it's, it's, so it's like oh fuck, we rendered it and yeah. we forgot the exploding car graphic. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, actually, now I really want to bring up. Um, there's. Oh, the, uh, do you guys know about in in Jurassic Park? Same thing happened. They exported the render of the T-Rex when it um, grabs, spoilers, sorry, when it grabs the uh, Velociraptor in the last sequence, and when it grabs it up, it starts to shake it. Just before it does that first shake or throw, there's a dropped frame. And it's of the Raptor model. So what I'm talking about is, obviously, when you're making a, a, a computer-generated image uh, scene or, or anything in 3D, you need to make each component usually on its own like area so that you can separate the assets. The T-Rex is its own asset. You do the lighting and everything and shading and texture mapping on that one thing so that you can modify it if you need to. That especially comes into play if you're using uh, ambient... Uh, ambient uh, Ambient occlusion. Oh, I never say this word out loud. You know, I'm just always clicking on them, moving around. Ambient occlusion, oh, which is basically the transparency through skin or flesh. So, uh, let's say, oh, this is going to be gross. No, horror movies. The blob. If I had the blob right here and I was like, look, it's taking half of my arm. And I stretched it out and you got that like slime film across there. It's obviously got a transparency to it, but it's also picking up light and refracting it through that. So that's what you call the ambient occlusion. And that's one of the assets that you have to be um, prevalent in those sort of things. That's not necessarily what I'm talking about in this. But the dropped frame is of the raptor element, but the T-Rex the element doesn't change. All the motion blows there. Its mouth's still open. It's just for one frame that drops out. Um, Corridor Digital have actually a quite good video where they do that. But I think it's also in the Shining review. 
And that's what I was thinking I'll bring up, but there's uh, 12 different uh, videos of that, and we won't have time to go through all of them, so I, I won't, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm still trying to bring up the live video on Facebook, and it's just not letting me click li go live for some reason. So, um, don't know why, which is annoying, but that's all right. We'll power on because uh, people out there in the chat are getting excited. Super Mario Brothers is the worst film adaptation of a video game. Don't at me. I'm right, says Ghoul Fiends. That's why I just outed you on the... Um, <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. The Super Mario Brothers, do you guys know that one? Yeah, yeah Bob Hoskins, wasn't it? Bob yes. Yeah, and Dennis else. Hopper as King Cooper or Bowser. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Was it? it was it was bad. It was really bad. I always got a, a Bob Hoskins vibe um from uh Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Um mm. from Steve when we worked together at uh Prison Break Live, when you had mm. to play the police officer at the front. For some reason I got a a vibe that that was the sort of precinct that you worked in with Eddie Valentine, was that it? Yeah. Yeah, Eddie Valentine. Um, so, my name, yeah. my buddy's Eddie V, a sourpuss you'll see, but when I'm done, he'll need no fun because a joker he will be. Hey! I watched it earlier today. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Well, there, there you go. It's, it's always on it, ladies and gentlemen. You're, you're out there. You're, you're, you're getting the facts from everywhere. So I'm excited, actually, to see what the questions are going to be in our last uh, round because they're always exciting. And, of course, our last round of questions have been compiled by Rhiannon Elizabeth Irons. So you know they're not going to be easy. <laughs> uh, and so, of course, our, our first f three rounds will be for our guest players to play along here. But we want you guys to help or hinder them in the chat so that they can get those points up there. Rhiannon, you're going to be sitting back tonight with me and we're going to be able to just scoff. We can help them as well. Like, you know, but like it usually works, it's that old uh, Sean McCarlough thing, like, you know, nice for random reasons and, and, and evil for even more random reasons. <laughs> uh, oh, goody, I get to give in to my villainous side tonight. That's going to be fun. That's it, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can bring out the riding crop already. <laughs> um, Alrighty, you asked for it. Oh, dear. Yar. Uh, it's already there. Uh, we've also had a mention for Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie. Which was a lot of fun because I remember the sequence with the wire work that was done. That she has a fight sequence in it. Now, fight choreography when you have something because the important important part about anything that like let's say I'm going to hit you with a hammer. Yeah, there's no point if I hit you with a hammer and I don't use the the mass of that to destroy whatever it's going to hit. If I disperse the energy and like throw it back at the last second, it's going to be pointless. So in a scene like this, where you're on wires and the idea is to bounce you back and repel you against surfaces so that you don't fracture bones or smash into walls. You can't necessarily kick someone, hit someone, impart physical force onto them when you're doing these sorts of things out there. Um, so that's, that's uh, one of the things that I just remembered from that. Uh, what about you guys? What's, what's a memory from a, uh, an adaptation from a video game or, or, or even just a, a guilty pleasure that you might have? Now we all know that I love Street Fighter. Street Fighter, and yes. I, exactly. I, still, I still think my favorite part is as Chung Lee, Honda, and Balrog ascending the truck of explosives towards the tent that has Sagat and Bison in it. Zanchief's watching the television because Chung Lee had set up a, an audio feed and he's watching this truck roll towards him and he goes, Quick, change the channel. <laughs> oh, that's <Yeah>. so cool. <laughs> It's brilliant. It what, so what about cheesy, you, Steve? But I love it. 
Do you, do you have a, a guilty pleasure? What's a film or even like a genre that's something that you go go to? Um, I can't remember what I've seen, actually. It's been so long since I've been to a cinema. Or, yeah. Uh, I've been looking at Facebook. But, well, um, oh, yeah. No, I have mentioned it here on, on, on air before, but the fabulous Baron Munchausen is a film that I think that actually both Jerry uh, and Stevie would both enjoy. It's, I've seen it, yeah. Mm. Uh, now, this, isn't the, no, this isn't the Terry Gilliam version. This is the oh. 1960s version. Um, the, the one that Terry Gilliam, I, I don't want to say got the idea from, because obviously it was a much larger story than that. But he, he saw it, and it's very Gilliam. It's very mm. surreal. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Mm. But also, too, it shows the Munchausen character as a sort of, like, like normal person. He makes mistakes a lot. You know what I mean? Mm. He's... He'll get jealous. He'll get like you know mad, make rash decisions. It's good to see someone of that mythical prowess be able to make those sort of like you know mistakes mm. as well. Uh, cool, but yeah, what what's someone that even because I know that you love your Hitchcock. Uh, I assume that you have a, a favorite Hitchcock at least. Well, I've just watched the and through all the way through lockdown, I've watched the entire series of his television show, every episode. Uh, watching three a night. I've just finished. Um, cool. And they're all great, great, you know, suspense stories. But the thing is, the problem was, I watched so many of them, I got good at guessing how it would end. <laughs> guessing the formula and what the twist was going to be. Every episode, I, I kept guessing who was going to did what to who and why and how and with what. Yes. <laughs> so I sort of not to enjoy it anymore. I got, I just got good at guessing what was going to happen at the end. So. Yeah, and you're supposed to guess the ending. You're supposed to be a surprise. You see, that's but... that's a good point. It's it, even like there's yeah. the death and the, on the Nile, which is coming out soon, I think. Um, right. the, the the new Kenneth Brenner uh, Agatha Christie um, uh, novel. Um, but I remember seeing the first one of that, the first one of that, the, the Orient Express one, and, mm. and and going well. I started watching the film and I was like, okay, I like all the characters and everything like this. But like about quarter of the way through, I was like, oh, I know how this is going to end. And from that point, that's like the first time a spoiler has ever really overridden my pleasure of, like, you know, the experience of a film. Which, uh, like, yeah, it's, it's an unfortunate one. Uh, yeah. Sweet. Jerry, well, what about you? Do you have a guilty pleasure or, or something? It doesn't even necessarily need um, to be a film, it's funny, I guess. like, I have comfort films that are very different to my favorite films. So that's, I think my yeah. favorites, um, like Alien and Aliens, are, are really mm. up there. Like, I'll watch those many times. Yes. Um, Pink Floyd's The Wall, I can't count the amount of times I watched that as a teenager that, that completely totally. messed me up. Um, yeah. But my comfort films, like um, Hurt Locker is, is a is a comfort film for me. Like I'll put that on while I'm working, just playing in the background. Mm. Um, and Green Zone as well, Matt Damon. Um, for some reason, I, I find their, the pacing and um, the story just hugely engaging. Um, mm. And... Uh, Jeremy Renner in Hurt Locker is just kind of frightening. Um, and I think that's the um, that's um, Bigelow's film that beat Avatar for best movie, I think, if I remember rightly. Wow, cool. Uh, it came out. Oh, good. Uh, I'm glad something husband. beat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think, yeah, comfort films is, is a different thing to favourite films, but Alien and Aliens definitely kind of up there. Yeah, uh, yeah. My, my favourites, really. Well, that's it. Like, you know, even like, was it just the art? So many aspects of it. So many aspects. I mean, there's the oh, artwork. Phenomenal. There's the, like, I, I was watching um, a video before about the progression of building the alien, the xenomorph. Um, oh, wow. And, and, and one of them where it was outside the studio and it was just garbage bags. Like, you know, it was a prototype, but it was mm. this great big thing. And like, um, there's actually, I, I do a lot of stilt walking and there's a, 
uh, a version of stilts. There's different types of stilts that you can get. Um, I do bouncing kangaroo stilts, and so they have oh, you know, yes. a fiberglass bounce in them. You can also get plaster stilts, which is called Dura stilts, I think they are. Uh, and they are just like, you know, concertina ones, but they're for painting on the roofs and stuff like that. You can stand mm. still on those, and they're a little bit more heavy and stuff. But then you've got traditional pole stilts as well, which are just literally a, a pole which go into the ground. Mm. Uh, into the ground. is like, no. Um, but uh, there are another one which are called Digi stilts. And they, I'll, I'll see if I can bring up a picture now because they're sort of like on a slant and they l allow you to walk uh, the same way uh, as the evolution of certain animals' legs are orientated. Um, oh, like, like, you know, how. Animals which are like backwards. Aren't yeah, they? yeah, exactly. So, so the way that it sort of works is if, if, if this is the way our foot is and that's our heel mm. and, and, and everything like this, it's literally just like like how cats are walking on their toes, mm. everything really has evolved from walking in that position when we've been walking. Like, you know, there's this whole other thing about like, you know, motion sickness was one of the things that instinctively we evolved to get so that we didn't climb too high in the trees. Um, the, the jolt, you know, that jolt of adrenaline that we get mm. to, that wakes us up, um, either if we have like sort of a nightmare or if we have a daydream or, or something like that, is literally to stop us from falling off the branch. And things like this, as in, like you know, it, it's these evolutionary traits which have carried on uh, over the top. It's the same as like you know the the eye, like you know, has got to a point where for most creatures it's just like, yeah, this does good, Mwah. chef's kiss, done. You know, mm. uh, like you know, it, it doesn't need to require anything else. Having said that, you'll see the mutations that work, and survival of the fittest will allow the other ones to sort of take over and mutate where they are. So mm, apparently, people's thumbs are getting uh, the generation before us. Their thumbs are getting longer, and their necks are getting hyperextended as well so eventually oh. in a few generations time from being like this head down yeah thumb texting um people's thumbs will probably get longer and their necks will get longer yeah oh is it, so you're just let's in the back of the neck not necessarily the whole neck yeah that's right so wow yeah I think there was that thing on QI where it was, they had a, a model, it was this, this model of this thing and it was just like what we would become in the future if we were like all in an office working all the time and it's just like varicose veins and it's just like this oh. hump and, uh, and, and wrist pains and all this, it's just, yeah, it's, it's scary, Very like fine. get out there ladies and gentlemen, even like, you know, if, if you are in an area that still has restrictions and stuff like this, even just a little bit of sun, just for your sanity, I mean, <laughs> uh, it, mm. it's good to see the sky. I work a lot as well on green screen and in the studios with, with like uh, lights and things like that, whether it be theatre or anything with lights, photography, anything, um, you need to reset your own brain. And, and the, mm. the, the best way to do that is to go outside, look at something far away, and then look at something up close. And just allow your brain to just switch those two different focal points. And it just allows the cognitive load to kind of, like we did before, what was it, turn it off and on again. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and we had a really freaky... Um we were lighting a show. This is years ago uh, at the South Bank Centre in London, and it was a 20-point downlight wash in Lee Ron 79. I remember that much, oh, which wow, is yeah. a really, really deep blue, very rich blue, beautiful blue. And so there's a lot of focusing going on. We're in this solid blue environment for hours, focusing, like dark in the auditorium, just rich blue on stage. Mm. And over a period of time, I'd go up to the lighting desk and make a few changes, come down. And I, every time I would walk back to stage, I would notice that, the blue was getting bleached out. It's like, it, but the gels weren't burning, but it's like, it was like it was getting paler and paler. It started off a really rich yeah. blue and it was becoming cool white. It was, it was the most bizarre thing. And we just thought maybe the colors leaching out of the gel. And so we thought, look, we'll switch the lights off. We'll go and grab a coffee outside in the green room and we'll come back in, switch the lights off, went into the green room and everything was like 
pow, orange. It was like the whole room was lit in low pressure sodium. It was like deep orange green room. And we realized that our brain had over the period of time being surrounded by blue had completely filtered out the blue light in our receptors. It had basically shut down our blue receptors because our brain had gone, yeah. again, way too much blue guys, shut that blue receptor down. And so when we went into the green room, all that was happening was our red and green receptors were, were full on and our blue receptors were nothing. So wow. it was just red and green, which is orange. And our receptors were like, whoa, freaking everything was orange. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing, man, to have one receptor just completely shut down. That's incredible. And it took 10, 15 minutes for our brain to go, oh, okay, we're in normal daylight here. Yeah. And we went back into the theater and the blue was back again. But freaky as, very yeah. freaky. That's insane. It's, 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 it's incredible too when your brain has that realization. Like, you know, too. Uh, I, something happened the other day. I, I felt, uh, smelt an electrical burn and I, I got up and I was just like, oh God, something's on fire. But my checklist was just like, there's nothing that I think could be on fire. Like, you know, not, like a candle's not burning, you know, nothing's on. And I was like, I'm having a stroke. That's okay. Sit down, ah. calm down. Like, you know, I was like, make sure that you don't hit your head. And then I was like, well, That's let's good. check it just in case, you know. And it was. It was something that was burning. Um, but it was all good. Uh, but yeah, That's yeah, good. yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah, let's go burning smells scary. I know, isn't it? It's, it's terrifying. And, and especially from that sort of thing, if you're producing a show or anything like that, I, I always find it, if, if you're the technical side, your responsibility, you're going, yep, I know, I'm in charge of the lighting desk. So if I burn something or mm. blow a light, my fault you know i can own it but if you're producing it directing it anything where you're sort of having to work back and forth with them but you're mm. not manning the desk and something like that happens you know it's it's something it's hard you, being across all those disciplines hey it's that's like it. i want to be in charge of that but it's not my yeah job yeah but also diplomatic too for the idea of going okay do we have budget <laughs> enough for another like you know light or, or bulb or something actually one of the first plays that i was in i was on stage and a par can like landed like mm. about two meters from me on stage and just land on stage went smash and i went mm. well there you go <laughs> it was a, from that point i knew what i was in for and it hasn't changed <laughs> i got a i got a little uh, one of, i was injured uh, on stage one of the many times i've been oh, injured on stage really? i wasn't actually performing i was uh the saddler's wells theater in london is or should I say the Shakespeare pub is right next door to the Sadler's Wells Theatre in London. Cool. And the techs there are super, super handy because they ran a stage relay and an internal phone into the pub. So during the show, if you weren't actually needed, you just go into the pub, have a few beers, and then you could listen to the show relay. And when you were needed on stage or backstage, you could run and do whatever you needed to. Mm -hmm. So I met my mate. He was um, one of the staff there at the Sadler's Wells. And... Uh, met a mate for a beer and he said yeah we'll, we'll have a few beers in between stuff and we'd had a few beers and the call came it was the interval and he's like mate do you want to come and help do a color change and then we'll come back and have a few beers so, sweet so we went backstage and doing a color change and, and i i'd had a few beers by this time and i'm just sort of standing there looking at the color sheets and looking at the side lights going oh what's going on here uh, <laughs> and i didn't really hear the bar coming in upstage call Oh. And the next thing I know, a bar kind of slams into my head and I'm on the ground, nice white dance floor, blood pouring over the dance floor. Right? Oh. And this is the opening night of Red Rooster, um, London Contemporary Dance Theatre, Mick Jagger, Jerry Hall in the audience, Jerry's oh. hammered, bleeding all over the oh, dance no. floor. <laughs> so they get me off and, and Mark sits me in the wings and 
they kind of put a hand on it, tidy my head up, and they're mopping the floor. So it's a bit delayed. And I'm sort of wandering around backstage all by myself. <laughs> and the curtain goes up, and they're dancing. And the next thing I know is Mark's, uh, mate, mate, what are you doing? What are you doing? I said, what? He said, you're taking your pants off. And I looked down, I had my belt like almost off. And I was like, I know, I'm going to go and moon Mick Jagger. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, man, that's professional suicide. I said, I know, but how fun will it be? (laughs) (laughs) Do it. I I hope you did. I didn't. Oh, well, I was that's that it. close, man. Yeah. My mate Mark, he stopped me from mooning Mick Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It'll be one of those moments, yeah, in your last days, you'll be just like, you know, the one regret that I have is <laughs> he didn't that's get to see my ash. He didn't get to see my bare butt and my oh, bleeding dear. head. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, I, I, I'm hoping, Steve, that you have, like, something as, as equally as radical as mooning Mick Jagger in your lineup. <laughs> In repertoire. Um, That's a to-do list for this year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't think of any at the moment. Um, no. um, if you want one. <laughs> well, Amun, yeah, well, yeah, I know. Well, actually, let's get our Patreons to pay for that. I'll yeah. do that if you like. That's a different tier. <laughs> um, oh, no, Gulfin said, first heart attack of the night. The coroner has walked in, scared the shit out of him, uh, and he's now sitting beside watching too. Oh, Kate Miller, you have some competition now. Oh, yes, I know. Uh, yes, uh, Gulfines works in a, a mortuary, so uh, yes, so uh, they're usually tuning in and uh, play some of our games as well. So uh, luckily, um, yeah, we've, we've got them tuning in there. So we've got both the living and the dead who watch this show. So there you go. That's that's an accolade I never thought I could say, um, but we have uh, beautiful stuff. Let's bring up our spin wheel because I've still got things to do. I have to replace this spin wheel now. Um, Steve, did you say before if there's a preference for one that you would like to land on? Um, the one where you get extra points, that sounds like a good one. Oh, yes, you're in it for the points. I like it. I like it. It's good to see. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm still trying to get this live thing working, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's just not wanting to play. Um, just copying a link there. So, so you're going for, is it Jackpot Rob? Well, if you get our spin first, our heads or tails first then you can definitely get that one but uh if you don't then you could potentially lose all your points in our next round but who knows first we're going to have to find out if we're going to spin of a flip of the coin that's the one <laughs> so uh let's get uh, jerry uh let's 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 get you to pick either heads or tails which would you like heads i'm or gonna tails? go for tails please sir you're gonna go for tails beautiful let's give that a flip Oh, so Steve, you get our first go. <laughs> That's the way go. the night's going to go, don't oh. you worry about it. <laughs> Nicely done. Awesome, but still, if, if, if you uh, choose one to land on, so you want to land on spin again. So if it lands on spin again, you'll get, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll give you five points if it lands on spin again, just because if you've you've guessed the that, and if you get it right, you know, I, I'll give you points for it. Uh, and, I'm and going to have about, to get points some way, mate. <laughs> that's it. Oh, points are, are, are abound. Trust me. You can get points for compliments and, and, and who knows, all, all different types of favours. Wait a minute. No, that's under the covers. Um, but, Steve, what would be one that you would like to choose? So I've offered five points that if we land on spin again, that uh, Jerry will get those. Which would you like to choose? I'm, I'm happy to give you five points. If you guess one of those and we land on it, I'll give you five points. Which one? I mean, you want me to choose one out of those things on the wheel? You know, is that what you yeah. mean? Oh, okay. Um, Not Jackpot Rob, though. But um, I can't see what it is. 
What's the, is that the Three Stooges in that picture there? No, that's actually Roger Scott, uh, me, and uh, Saul oh. Muerte. And oh. I don't know the gentleman's name, but he is a mariachi singer uh, from... Um, uh, oh, what was it? Three the, Amigos. The Three Amigos, that's it. Yes, that's right. Three Amigos. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that and looks interesting because it looked like the Stooges. I thought, so, oh. But let's go with Chrono Loco. It's one of my yeah. personal favourites, and, and I do love the Stinger. So let's hope that we get to Chrono Loco because that's all lined up. So if we land on Chrono Loco, then you will get five points. And if we land on Spin Again, then Jerry, you will get five points. Uh, beautiful stuff. Awesome. Let's give it a spin then, and let's find out what's going to happen. Now, of course, as I said before, if we do land on Jackpot Rupt, then on our first go, then Steve, you'll get five points again. So you have like two chances of winning all the points here. It's so much fun. Oh, so much fun, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I want to vomit with excitement how much fun I'm having. Will it stop suddenly or does it like... It's going to spin for about 30 seconds. It's going to play a bit of a poker in the, um, the it's air. It's spinning of... now. Sorry? Is it spinning now? Well, it, it is spinning oh. now, yes. Either that oh, okay. or, or we're all really drunk. Um, yeah. But... Let's give it a spin because we're going to have a sound of a poker in a three, a two, a three, a two, a one, a go. lifted from Spicks and Specs, but it is Musician or Serial Killer. Fantastic. So we'll remove that one and we'll come back to our spin wheel very, very soon. Uh, good stuff, but unfortunately, no points for anybody oh. on that one. Oh, unfortunately. Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's that's a shame, but let's hope you guys like it. Uh, actually, before we do this, I'm not going to spin to it just yet. We're going to bring it up onto our back wall so that I can be ahead of myself already. Uh, good stuff. So, you guys are familiar with the TV show Spicks and Specs, aren't you? The uh, Australian quiz show? I think it was on the ABC. So much. I, I, Not so I, much. I heard it. Yeah. This is... Very few people uh, have seen, I think, Australian TV shows, uh, quiz shows at least, like, talking about your generation. Um, uh, things like this. Well, this is one of the, the games that they, they did it very randomly, uh, like once in a blue moon. Uh, I liked the idea, and... I, I found a whole bunch of different um, photos, which I think work really well. This is basically just a game where you're going to see a photo of someone. A black and white photo from olden times. <laughs> uh, and you're going to have to tell us uh, what that person is. If they are a musician or if they are a serial killer. Hopefully you won't know who they are. They're not going to be someone famous necessarily. I don't think someone that you're necessarily going to know. But hopefully you're probably going to know the band that they're in or... Who knows? I, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm that stupid that when I found them, I was just like, oh, that's who it is. There was one that was like, you know, um, I, I knew it was David Bowie, but it was just like, that was, that was going to be a good one. And there was another one that I found and I didn't know who it was. Uh, but I just realized as I was saying that that could be in this round tonight. So I'm not going to say it. Everything looks like it's set up and prepared. Let's go into it. So let's have a go at coming into our game of Musician and Serial Killer with a stinger I think I've set up and it's probably going to be glitchy as fuck.
told you, very, very glitchy. <laughs> but this is our game of musician or serial killer. Fantastic. So, you guys are fay with your your musicians? Your serial killers? Yes, I, I know a lot, yeah. Oh, good, personally, yeah? <laughs> good. In your Rolodex, it's just that. What about the serial killer that plays music? What do you do then? Which, which way do you go? Now, this is actually something that, yeah, in, in the, the research for this game, I had to make that delegation. At what point do you actually say serial killer? I've been a bit broad with it because, you know, uh, serial killer means, I think, was it more than four people is, uh, are killed? Mm. Um, you're not necessarily going to find that. Uh, with everybody, especially not for a good show, ladies and gentlemen, because we're talking about murder. <laughs> so to keep it light and fluffy, usually like, if there's an interesting quality that goes with you know both sides of it, if they're a musician who ended up going on a killing spree, that's even better for the audience. Um, but yeah, if you think that like they have been affiliated even with a murder, I think that that would mean that you would be leading more towards serial killer than you would be musician. Having said that, if you go, yes, I, I don't know who they are, and I, I, I have heard uh, that they are violent but never written a song, then you might, you know, also make a decision based on mm. that. But who knows? It's just a silly game. It doesn't matter. Uh. Mm. Um, <laughs> but already we're starting, and you know what? Because it's a fun night and I'm already all hot and sweaty, I'm starting <laughs> off by giving you guys each a point. You know, just because... Uh, that's my right. first and only one. That's, it. <laughs> so far, that's right. Give it time. Because even at four, the end... On four, if they do four murders in the same succession, it's a mass murder. Oh, well, Gulfins, that's that's helpful. Thanks for splitting hairs there, mate. That's, it. that's it's, good. See, this is the stuff they should be teaching in schools. I mean, But do they have to have... I mean, to be a serial killer, do you not have to have some kind of connection? Like, surely you can't just go and randomly kill four people. Uh, but a week mm, apart and then like, are you a serial killer or are you just like someone that kills people i see yeah because I, I was thinking that the serial nature was the systematic like you know they just kept on doing it like move on yeah to like do you have to have a name like you know you've got to give yourself a name oh, like, yes <laughs> steve the stabby guy yes ghoul fiends yes that's it the best the one you have no connection to exactly yeah yes that's how we get away with it perfect awesome Groovy, well, let's have a go. Let's jump on in there for our first one. Uh, you both can play along with this one. So we're going to find out in our first one whether or not you think that it is a musician or a serial killer. Badumja. Ooh, who's this guy? He, he got a mullet. Uh, yes, that's uh, Pookie Johnson from uh, <laughs> Pookie and the Clappers. It's, it's a well-known Christian Pookie band Johnson. from the 1950s. Like, do you actually know who that is? No, no idea at all. Because I, <laughs> I was about to say, wow, that sounded like you did that really well. It was just like, okay, damn, you, you're probably going to know all of these now. Because <laughs> that, that's it. Like, if, if what's it, the, the woman who wrote like um, a leader of the pack and all of those like mm. sort of songs, like, you know, I wouldn't know what she looked like if, if no. I saw a photo of her, but she'll probably be on the musician side of it. Like, you know, I don't know, maybe like. Why are you assuming? Uh, maybe yes I don't know it personally <laughs> until I go yeah a dumpster dive digging uh, I won't know uh, but what about you Steve what are you thinking about our um... uh, I think that's a very young meatloaf I could be wrong it does it, it does look tasty enough to be um, very young. but according to that height chart he's about 40 foot high can that, is, that, <laughs> is that accurate it's true or 40 inches that's just he's... his cholesterol that's Pookie was quite small actually when he was a teenager <laughs> Such a small one. Awesome, cool. I, I like it. Well, what, what are we saying so far? Let's let's lock one in. Let's let's lock. Well, one if he's in not a night. serial killer, he should be. 
<laughs> yes, he dresses like one. Yeah, see, I could be one of the Osmonds. I, I would put him as one of the Osmonds. Oh yeah. Maybe. See, I, I, yeah, like you know, he's got a drummer vibe about him. Yes. Yeah. Although his hair's a little bit untidy for an Osmond, isn't he? Yeah, that's true. Mm. Uh, so we've got Phil Robinson out there saying musician. We've got Gulfiens saying musician. Uh, so what was that, Steve? You locked one in there. Sorry, I. I, could... I, I think musician. I think it, it looks too good to be a serial killer. I huh? think. Well, that's the trick. See, he's the boy next door. I'm going to go serial yeah. killer. Nice. I like it. I like it. Last, what was it? Last week, wasn't it, Rhiannon, when we had um, Zalthorn on? We did the opposite thing, didn't it? <laughs> it ended up going the opposite way around. They were like, oh, he's a handsy boy, so therefore he's a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. You're doing your, yeah. your, your idea there. Okay, good. We've got Kate Miller coming in there saying serial killer as well. Good stuff. So let's find out if this handsy boy is a musician or a serial killer. Oh, this is... Oh, wait. Ooh. Oh, no. That's the wrong thing that's been written down there. Oh, oh, God. That's a handsome-looking woman there. That is a handsome-looking woman there. <laughs> Let me find the right thing that's written down there. Oh, dear. How did I do that wrong? <laughs> that's great. Man. That is gold. That man. was funny. It wasn't you, honey. It was the gremlins. They're back the out gremlins. and playing. I swear the critters are getting involved now. Oh, don't Sorry. say that. I've had a lot of work and a lot of chaos. Um, he's, yeah, well, just leave, that is Kristen Gilbert. That, that is like Kristen that. Gilbert. Uh, yes. Yeah. No, I, I've realized that I've done that when I made up the notes. <laughs> I should have just made an overlay that goes on there. But I do have it written down in, um, luckily, the description there. This is Alfonso de Jesus Cristano. Uh, it was born, what was it, November the 1st, 1962, and died May the 6th, 1989. He was an American serial killer. He was a drug dealer and a cult leader of an infamous, infamous, sorry, gang that was dubbed the Narco-Satanists. Ooh. Yeah, not Kirsten Gilbert. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Awesome. Already, I fucked up. So it's, it's a good night, and I think I need to break out the Crystal Skull Vodka. <laughs> we've all learned something now. We've learned something. We have learned something. Now, what did you guys put in there? Because we've got points. Who said serial killer? Jerry, you said serial killer, didn't you? I put my hand up for that You one. did. Thank Boom. You. So you get a point. Nicely done. Perfect stuff. And as we go into our next one, let's find out who our next person is, if it is a musician or a serial killer. And let's hope there's no more further fuck-ups. <laughs> Who's this person? Huh? Mm, Who's he this looks person? like a nurse. <laughs> yeah, this is Nancy. da 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 she made iron bars and installed them in prisons for narco-Satanists. You're right. Like Zim, I don't know what a narco-Satanist is. It does sound like an 80s film. Sorry, what are you saying? Mona Lisa's great-granddaughter, possibly. Ah, yes. Possibly. But would she be a serial killer or would she be a musician? I think she'd um, murder a box of Cheerios. Um, <laughs> oh. See, I was she looks to... like that woman that sings Angel of the Morning. She looks like one yeah. of the era. <laughs> that looks like my mum. I, I, <laughs> I can see her on Countdown or something like that. Where like, you know, um, what's it? Uh, uh, Johnny Young, like, you know, throws to her after punching Molly Meldrum. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. So uh, what would you be saying, Jerry? Well, I'm going to say she's... I, I want to say she's the nurse because <laughs> Hell, or, I'm happy for you to take. I'll give you double points if it's the nurse. <laughs> okay, that's that's gonna... it was my fault. So yeah, 
And <laughs> Phil Robertson, he he can curse. He thinks it's, it's cursing. I'm, I'm gonna say it's a, it's she's a serial killer. Just looking at those eyes, those hollow hollow those eyes. Hollow eyes. Mm. Those eyes. Those Cordeline eyes. Staring, staring at me. Awesome. So Steve, are you gonna uh, uh, go oh, with the oh. same as Jerry, or are you gonna? Well, I think that's Kerry Ann Kennelly. So <laughs> I, I don't think yeah. you call her a musician, but um. Yeah, but is Kerry Ann Killen a serial killer? Well, oh, that's it. But if, you, but if you murder a song, does that make you a killer? If you... <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I was just thinking the um, pain that she's been inducing on audiences. I don't know. This sounds terrible. I'm just trying to make jokes. <laughs> I, um, I think she might have been a, a singer that choked on a ham sandwich at some point. Ah. Um, I, I think... see what you're doing there. Yeah, so nice. I, I'd say a singer from a yeah, 1960s. From I'd a say. different... Bringer, I don't know. Um, yeah, sweet. So, yeah, it's good. I like it. We've got on the either side there. So, there's choices for points. Let's find out. Let's find out. Oh, God, I hope it works. This is Stella Bagcans. Oh, 1976 easy, easy. album has uh, inspired the host of US rappers. Her song, uh, Ince Ince, was recently used as a sample in hip hop producer Dr. Dre's long awaited album, Compton. Let me just double check that to make sure that that is right. I'm pretty sure it is. It is correct, ladies and gentlemen. So, yes, she was an inspiration uh, to a whole bunch of rappers out there. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, A whole bunch of cool photos, actually, when I was going through because, like, I had to... It's the annoying thing when things fuck up because you fact-check things. You're going, I don't want to look stupid. (laughs) You get out there and you go... And then behind the curtain, you try and reveal it, and it's... Dead. It's just like, oh, the, we didn't get to see the Titan Aaron Bloom this this decade, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry, everyone can go home now. Um, but yes, she was an inspiration, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, very cool sort of stuff that you can go and listen out there. I would play it, but I, I would be afraid that we would get copyright strikes. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, I like it, Sadazim. You could sh- say she was an ins- inspiration. Uh-huh, I love it. Oh, fantastic. Good work. Next round. I like it. Wait, no, points, points. Who got that one? Did I give points? Musician. That was Steve, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, got I get a point. Oh. You got a point. Yes, no, don't be shy, Steve. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next, Steve. Yeah, that's it. I'll take a point. Get Is this point redeemable for groceries? That's it. Yeah, don't be afraid <laughs> to get in there. That's it. Awesome. Let's go on to our next one. Let's find out who our next person is. Oh, who's this pretty boy? Oh. Oh. Yes. They're all 40 feet high. <laughs> I'm happy for you as well. You, uh, Rhiannon, if, uh, um, Rhiannon hasn't seen these as well. She doesn't know what these are. But feel free to add your comments as well. Like, you know, I'm kind of liking the different styles of hair, personally. Mm. Just the different haircuts. But also to, like, you know, the progression of their life. Like, you know, as in their clothing choices, where the photo's been taken. You know, there's a lot that you can do in a, a sort of a Sherlock aspect. I feel. <laughs> he looks like one of those sweet boys next door, doesn't he? He does. Wouldn't say boo to a goose. I wouldn't I say boo to a neighbors. goose. Sorry, sorry, Steve. What are you saying? I think it's Todd from Neighbours, who was, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, it does look like yeah. it, doesn't it? Yeah, he went over by a car because they couldn't afford his contract <laughs> demand, so they finished him off. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it does. It looks like a prom photo, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, yes, I'm banned from the house. <laughs> oh, only now am I ever banned. That's good. Uh, it'll, it'll happen all the time. For some reason, he looks like he's a stand-up comic for me. 
He's w- yeah. waiting for you to get the, the joke. He definitely looks like he's sort of like deer in, in uh, headlights, sort of. Mm. Um, yeah. He looks like Jared Padalecki from Supernatural. Oh, yes. Yes, that's true. Oh, that's, actually, even the Sherlock thing I was saying before, the recent one with Benedict Cumberbatch, the guy who played Moriarty, I'm getting that actor's vibes. Oh, he was brilliant as well. Uh, Jerry, do you, have you seen the new Sherlock? Not necessarily as in... No. Like the, show. the guy who plays Moriarty is brilliant. Like, you know, he's he, he, just a pleasure to watch. Mm. Um, and, and a lot of fun. Uh, especially we, watching, we started watching um, Sinner, the new season of Sinner, and oh, yeah. hit that guy, I uh, can't remember his name, he's an older actor. Um, another joy to watch. Um, cool. Just beautiful watching him work, like oh. emote, and, and be. he's confused, he's socially awkward. Yeah, it's just yeah. an absolute joy to watch him but, as an actor. Yes, or even true on that... Um, Oh, nobody. Have you uh, heard or seen about the um, Bob, uh, Bill Odenkirk, I think it is, uh, the mm. guy who did um, Better Call Saul. And, oh, yes. Um, uh, Tim and Eric Orson showed a great job and a lot of comedic uh, things. Mm. Uh, who did nobody. I, I, don't, I haven't seen the film yet, but I really, really want to. And I think it's about, like, you know, uh, uh, an older guy who has just been pushed to the limits and he just doesn't oh, take yes, it anymore. Oh, yes, seen the so, like, trailers Breaking for that. Bad. Fantastic. Yes. yes. And it, but it's, it's hard. It... it like from doing stage combat, it's always more in, in, in fun if you can see someone getting hurt. So like you know, punching someone if they go bah, like, you know you can see them getting mm. hurt. If if something gets dislocated, play that through the whole fight because it makes the fight so much more interesting. The stakes mm. are higher and everything. But that's a film where all of the fight scenes in that you feel everything. Like I've seen the clips for it, and oh, it's it, it's really good because the same sort of thing. You you both get to see that vulnerability in character, but. Because mm. he's pushing himself through these glass panes of like you know torture, oh. sort of like yeah. you feel so much for him. It's a great film, and 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 he is a brilliant performer too, a comedic performer that you can just see mm. oozes like talent. Same as Jim yes. Carrey, like you know, as in yeah. Don't think of them just because they can do comedy; they can't do the the dramatic roles as well. But have you noticed like recently? There's like a there's a real shift in comic actors doing serious stuff and serious actors doing comedy like there's yeah um, just the the diamonds one was the first kind of start of it um with uh, adam was it adam sandler did the one about the diamonds uh not adam sandler wasn't him uh, yeah it was adam sandler and it was a intensely serious um film about a guy that um runs a diamond store and he oh, puts wow. diamonds cool. um and there's a lot of these um comedy actors like Adam Sandler, Ron Wilson, uh, yeah, Owen Ben Wilson, Stiller. That, ben Stiller. Sorry, it was Ben Stiller. Yeah. The, the cobbler was one I'm thinking of. Really serious stuff and yeah. showing that they're bloody good actors. And, yeah. Which is good because their latest comedy stuff was freaking awful. Yeah. Well, and, and that point too, like, you know, I, I, you can see that there's stories they want to tell and, and mm. from performing, I mean, we're all performers. The, the essence of being able to communicate different thoughts on, on, on a different scale at which they're not real time. You know what I mean? To be able mm. to go through and play multiple scenarios, whether they be positive or negative. And as you say, a lot of the time you'll get cast as negative roles. The same thing, I would get serial killers like all the time. And mm. you've got to be able to compartmentalize your own sanity, but also to fulfill the character's objectives on screen. So, you know, you've got to show off that you're enjoying things and stuff like that. So it's it's a hard sort of dichotomy to play. But your brain your brain wants those moments where you can just invest in something that you can run away with. And so mm. I think that 
from especially a comedic performer like who you go, oh yeah, you're Ace Ventura, you're you know uh, the uh, Billy Madison or whatever. You just go, I just want to sit down and not cry about something. I I, I want to mm. seriously talk about something or you know. Do something and by the important. same token, looking at Robert De Niro and Al Pacino doing comedy, it's freaking awesome. <laughs> yes, well, and that's it too. Exactly. Brilliant. But but the so comedy and horror too are, are intertwined. And as much as a lot of people don't like horror, I mean, thriller, suspense, drama are all those sort of like leading up to points of horror and comedy and horror just go hand mm. in hand. So it's an easy switchover. I mean, Key and Peele, that new trailer which dropped, nope, I mean, recently. One that, hour photo, yeah, that's a great uh, one hour photo, exactly. Robin Williams, freaking wonderful. Oh, that's a that yeah, awesome in that. that's a gorgeous yeah. film. And the other one, um, where is the cutter? That's phenomenal. Oh, um, I haven't seen the cutter. He, uh, it, it's not called the cutter, he, he's a cutter and he yeah, creates yeah. films of people's lives. Um, they have like a thing implanted in their brain, uh, if anyone knows what that's called, so that we can watch it. Um, Final cut. Yes. Cool. Final cut. Wonderful. Again, awesome. Robin Williams doing wonderful work. I think I saw the the name or like the final cut was a thing, but the judging from the look of the poster, in fact, I'm just going to bring up the posters here just in, in Google searches just so that you can see it. It looks like a an action film. So you can see up the top here, this is one hour photo. This is the fo the one I was thinking mm. of like, oh yeah, I know there's a couple of films. I think it was Insomnia, one hour photo and all that. Oh. But when Final Cut came out, I was like, I don't want to see an action film with Robin Williams. You know, especially mm. if he's... Like, you know, looks like he's saving his kid or he's on like it's the a run. terrible poster. It's a bad poster, poster for that film. Th this um, one because... isn't even better. It's no. Yeah. But it, it's it is actiony, but it's not it's not that kind of action film. That looks like taken. You know, that looks like the poster well, taken. Yeah, yeah. These two. Yeah, totally. That that's like exactly taken. But even yeah. just if we're going off on a little rant, I mean I mean Bicentennial Man, beautiful. Sam Neill as well. He's like oh, mm. just gorgeous, beautiful film. Um and what dreams may come. The oh, sequence that. that that was the first time the car accident sequence in a film made me like my heart skip a beat, you know, sort of go, oh whoa, film can yeah. film can do this, you know what I mean? It 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 really went, um, it can scare you, but but not mm. not in a horror film. It can mm. it, it, in a beautiful sense, it can terrify you, mm. um, and that film was just gorgeous and pioneering. Uh, visual effects done in that film too. Uh, I mean, with the paint techniques when he's walking, <laughs> there is. Imagine yeah. Taken starring Robin Williams. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh my God. That'd be funny. See now, you know how they do those deep fakes where you got Jim Carrey doing Shining and stuff like that. I know we're in the middle of a game, ladies and gentlemen. We've gone off on so many tangents, but we're having fun. Um, <laughs> I want to see that. That'd be great. Robin Williams' face that'd on Taken. Be funny. That'd be fucking great. Um. Awesome, cool. Well, we are in the middle of a game. I'm very, very sorry. What, what, what are we doing here, ladies and gentlemen? This guy, a, a serial killer or a musician? Mm. I, I'm going to go musician. I think he's one of the... Um, cool. Yes. A musy boy. Mm. A muse. Awesome. And Steve, what are you going to say? A muse or a... Uh... Well, because he's got side levers and a hairdo like that, he's got to be a musician because serial killers don't spend a lot of time on their hair. No. <laughs> no, they don't. I've never seen one of the hairdressers in serial killers, so he's got to be a musician with that hair. I, he's I, like he's going to be a beetle. I'm just uh, contemplating whether or not I need to be worried with if, if the amount of things you know intimately about serial killers' modus operandi. Well, that's what I've heard. You know, just so well, oh, what you've heard. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Twitterverse out there. That's what they're saying anyway. <laughs> 
beautiful stuff. Okay, good. So you're both saying musician. Well, let's find out. Let's go back into it and uh, see if this is a musician or a serial killer. Vajumfa! Oh, this oh. is Herbert Mullins. He confessed to killing 13 people, mostly in Santa Cruz area in 1972 and 1973. He's a serial killer. Oh, no. So no points he there. really um, looks after his hair. Really I know, yeah. He's, he's a, I, I know the hair is always a deceptive thing, isn't it? Mm. Um, good. Yeah. That's yeah. part of his cover, you know. Well, hair is a cover. <laughs> his cover was a muso. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's it, yeah. Walking in there with the, the guitar case that just goes, duh, 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 duh. Yeah. <laughs> I went looking for that footage because I thought that there was just going to be one film. There's not. There's multitude of films. Flamethrowers, like chainsaws. Oh, really? So many different weapons that you can get in so many different films out there. Yeah. And and all, all different budget scales too. So you know you can be terrified <laughs> when there's projectiles involved. Beautiful. <laughs> awesome. Out there, Phil Robinson, you got it. You said killer. Uh, nicely done. Uh, beautiful stuff. Okay, good stuff. Let's go into our next one. <laughs> Exciting, exciting. So far, we've got both of you on two points. So let's see if we can break that mold on our next person. Is this a serial killer or is it a musician? Mm. No, she's a nurse. She's the nurse. She's the nurse. Look at that hair. She's nursing a dead body. That's nurse hair, that is. I just realized, yeah, that's it, yeah. She hasn't got any arms. She's like the Mona Lisa. No. <laughs> But not a moan coming out of her, only her victims. So, good. So, Steve, what would you be saying? Um, um, I, I feel I feel serious. I feel she slaughtered many people. I just feel this looking at her, looking at her hair. This sort of hair that would, would speak to slaughter people. It's Sorry, this, this shouldn't have amused me as much as it did. <laughs> but you just said, um, um. And usually that's my go-to. I just say, oh, two arms or something like this. And I made a, uh, what was it, a Vincent de Milo uh, joke. And it just yeah. made me laugh a lot. Sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> Richard, I think you should actually make a new game. Yeah. That you just show the hair. Good point. <laughs> just the hair is a musician or a serial killer. Yeah. yeah. Or we just and say, we is, this, is this the nurse? <laughs> yes, that's the nurse. That is. is this the nurse? Awesome. So, sorry, Steve, what were you going to say? Um, I, I think, well... She doesn't look like she's armless. I think she'd be quite dangerous. Um, just, <laughs> just to build on your joke uh, about arms. On yes, um, love it. I, I think she's totally evil, and I'm just going to freak out when I go to upstairs to bed tonight. Seeing that face, I think I'm going to. I hope she's not watching this. But cool. So yeah, you're saying she's a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Who knows? She could be. If you are out there in chat, let us know. <laughs> or she could be one of those Christian 1970s Christian LP covers as well. True, could be. But I'll still stick with the serial killer. You're still sticking with the serial killer. Good stuff, awesome. So both going with serial killer. On our last, um, I don't know if it's our last, I don't know. I've lost like track of time, but let's find out if this armless wonder is armless or not. <laughs> that is, of course, is that Kristen Gilbert. She was a nurse convicted of murders, attempted two murders with patients, admitted to the Veterans Affairs Medical Center in Massachusetts. She would inject patients with mass doses of epinephrine uh so yeah you think she's still living i i don't know i i haven't but she's not watching and she's offended i haven't tried to get in contact with her Um, you're concerned aren't you steve you're worried now (laughs) that's it she's gonna come to ikea and find you she could be out next week who knows yeah but it's all right she 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 won't be able to open doors she'll she'll be fine 
Um, <laughs> it's oh, I guess there's an app for that nowadays. Uh, okay, good. And IKEA has like automatic. <laughs> See, yeah, yeah. but putting it together, that's like you know the leg will come out here, like you know, the the intestines. Um, anyway, I think we've got one more in it, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, yes, the naughty nurse, <laughs> Phil Robinson coming in there. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, the killer hair theory. That's you know, I think you might be onto that. I think that that might be a game. Um, I, I, there was another game which I didn't have time to put into, and it's like nearest, nearest to or furthest to, which is like um, uh, one of them is going to be like you know the Stegosaurus, the Tyrannosaurus Rex, and um, the uh, the Land Before Time film, and you have to place the T Rex. Is it closer to the when the uh, thing came out or, or to that? Like yeah, it's it's just like a little sliding graph. Anyway, let's find out what our next one is. Who is this? Is this a musician or a serial killer? Mm. Hmm. Hmm. It looks like a bird, actually. It does. What an underbite. Mm. And and some some more wicked hair. I, I agree. All of these could have just been hair. Mm. The musical. Or, or, or was it mutton chops? Is that what they call them? Mutton chops, yes. Yeah. Very Lancashire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go serial killer for that. A Lancashire or Yorkshire serial killer. A Lancashire serial killer. I like it. Beautiful stuff. I was even just going to mention what was it? One of the things with the moustache. Um, in the Amish, uh, a lot of the times when they don't uh, have moustaches, I for years was going, well, why? And it was apparently an uh, like anti-military thing because everyone in the military, it was a sort of colloquial thing that everyone would be wearing moustaches established moustaches for status and stuff like this so as an anti thing for that they did they grew else everything else but that uh, so yeah uh, awesome we've got Gulfin saying serial killer Phil Robinson saying serial killer uh, Sardazim saying with him think it might be both a serial killer musician ha nice uh, well I, I, I don't know I, I, I don't know if I should give double points if it, if it is both I, I can't remember what's what as, as you've already seen, it completely is random what it comes up with. Uh, so, well, uh, you're, you're, you're saying, what was it? You're saying a you, uh, serial killer, was it, Jerry? Uh, yes. Yep. Jerry, serial killer. From Yorkshire awesome. or Lancashire. From Yorkshire or Lancashire, yes. Awesome. And Steve, what are you saying? Well, I, I think he's obviously um, aspired to serial killing but failed at it, so he turned to music instead. <laughs> no. He's using music to get back at society. So you're so saying he was a serial killer first before... Then, yeah, but I mean, he's a classical musician, you know, minuets, all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, yeah, he, he seems composed. Yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did you notice how I groaned? I did it. I did it so you didn't have to. Yes. Like and subscribe. Um, <laughs> okay, well, let's go into it and find out if it's a serial killer or a musician. This was oh. Jacques Offenbach. Jacques began Offenbach. composing at the age of eight and playing the cello at age nine. Died 1880, so unfortunately it was a musician. No points. Oh, so he, but he could have actually had potential to be a serial killer after he played the cello at age nine. There's no saying what he did <laughs> That's a good point. for the rest of his life. Maybe he didn't get caught, but look at those eyes and that hair. That's a good point. Yeah. It was, it, it, yeah. It was, I think that's at least worth half music. a point there, Richard. Sorry? I think it's at least worth half a point. Yeah. Half a, if I could give half a point, I would. Mm. Uh, he looks old for nine, doesn't he? He does, doesn't he? <laughs> See, and that's why. That's his serial killer stage. He's, <laughs> he's gone with the cello. He's left the cello behind. He's yeah. like, what else can I do in life? Look, it was a different time. You aged up a lot like quicker back then. It was the stress. <laughs> stress of things. 
Um, beautiful stuff. Well, I hope uh, you enjoyed that game of musician or serial killer out there, ladies and gentlemen. Please do tell us uh, what your favourite games are, so I can, like, you know, make more of those games uh, arrive for it. And we've already kicked off with our first game, so yay! It's all fun and games. So someone drops the alphabet. Super losers and I. Oh, how did you do that? Um, I've you know been holding it up my entire life, and you know the gas has got to come out eventually. <laughs> yes. Oh dear. Um, beautiful stuff. Awesome stuff. Well, uh, let's have a quick uh, look out there in the chat out there. Um, how you going out there, Rhiannon? You good? Dying with laughter, but yes, I'm good. <laughs> with laughter. Awesome. Uh, have I missed anything in the chat? Because I have noticed it in going by and people have been saying some awesome stuff that I've been missing. So <laughs> please do feel free to just jump on in there. Well, Gulfin says maybe the guitar in the stinger should be changed to a cello after yes. that one. Yes, um, he wanted to choose violence, but accidentally chose violins. Yeah. And then uh, Adam says, probably about time to mention that she looks like a body in front of me at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing we're not playing the mortuary assistant. Um, for, for those no. of you as well playing at home, um, we have had a couple of specials that we have uh, done here um, uh, with Rihanna Elizabeth Irons joining us on our last one. We tried to play the uh, Mortuary Assistant, which is a, a horror game, a scare game. Um, uh, we, we played along together mainly because I'm just terrified and I couldn't do it. And like, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I like to put it down to Pikelet needed the light on. He, he needed to have the light on all night. It wasn't, yeah, yeah, it was him and, and I, I like to be accommodating for him but um we're hoping to do a couple more of those i'd actually kind of dig getting back in there um and having another go at the mortuary assistant um just like you know it, it bringing some other people who haven't seen it they can get a bit of a scare too yeah great i, I will clear my yard of frogs first and foremost <laughs> <laughs> yes well frog pult well it'll be a new game it's <laughs> queensland government um, good stuff, but we also do have a couple of special events out there, and we also have uh, our New Year's event, which is still running, where you guys can have the chance at winning a live uh, escape room. That's right, not a live escape room, just an escape room with virtualescaping.com. Uh, the fantastic people over there have given us the opportunity to play a couple of escape rooms. Uh, what was it we played? The underground. the underground Murder and Expedition North Pole. That's right, yes. And it was a lot of fun. Rhiannon, you were with us on that one, and you were our saving grace for it. You held <laughs> our hands through it, and you really got us through there, blacklight and all. Um, and so we're hoping to uh, do a couple more in the future, and we're asking all of our guests as well if they would like to join us. We need the Brains Trust involved, so yes, it, we would love to have you involved, but pre-warned that it gets chaotic and like you know just see how many times i fuck it up you don't want to put me in in a room where it's just like yeah now control something disarm this bomb <laughs> so yeah uh, especially if you have an affinity with mass come on down but if you do want to check that out the video description below has a link to that video that you can go over to that and comment underneath just something 2022 related maybe something you want to get up to um in this year something you want to achieve something that you don't want to do something you want to be more um, opportunistic, looking out more towards, sees more opportunities. Um, a lot of people say uh, carpe diem. I, I also like carpe noctem. Doesn't matter what time of the day or night it is, just seize it and have fun. Um, so, yeah. Good and stuff. it is open to everyone worldwide. It's the best part. You can do virtual escaping wherever you are in the world. That's very true. Thank you so much for adding that in there. Yes, it is. It's open up to everybody up there. So please do make sure that you get in there. And I will see if I can bring up the sponsor thing I feel there it is oh 
I'm terrible with my labels there. Good stuff. So hopefully that'll come up there. Beautiful stuff. Good. So we've spun the wheel once already. Uh, we're going to go into it now uh, to see if we can have another go at the spin wheel. Now, Brandon, do you have a, a game that you would particularly like it to, to land on? Oh, you know, I want to see Chrono Loco. Yes, but at I the know. Same I... Time, at the same time, I feel like we need the Spicks and Specs to come up. Yeah. We need them. We really do. It's true. And I just realized that, yeah, I don't know if... Oh, no, I do have it organized because I, I when I was getting this set up and I was sort of like, just make sure that I've got it just in case. It's not going to get picked. Like, you know, it never does. It never does. Every time it goes... You in, never know. We never know. You never, we know. never And But I, I do like it how pure randomity and pure random chance does mean that sometimes that means that you can get the same thing twice in a row or mm -hmm. never. <laughs> so, just like when Cameron got spin again twice. <laughs> yes, that's it. Oh, it's my personal favorite. Yeah, I wish there was a way of rigging it because, oh, you know, I would be exploiting that. Good stuff. So, well, let's go back over into it and we'll see uh, if, if you guys, you can choose one again. So, again, I will give you the chance if it lands on one that you choose, you'll get that point. Yeah? But what was it? It was it, Jerry, if you land on bankrupt, is that right? You lose all your points? I think uh, that's right. Rhiannon yeah, is, is Jerry the one who's losing his points this round? Yeah, I guess. Yes. Yes, I thought so, on Bankrupt Rock. But who knows? You, that's only if you land on that one, yeah? Awesome. Uh, beautiful stuff. What would be one, Jerry, though, that you do want to land on? I, I've been enjoying watching um, the, the viewers chatting away. So uh, I'm gonna, I'd like viewers' choice, I think, and then they can choose. Awesome, the viewers' choice. I like that. I think the audience like that too. Don't you, audience? Yes, you do. Uh, I, can, I can hear it. Uh, and if the audience wanted to say, you know, Jerry could get an extra point, for that then that would be okay too yeah hey like you know it's because uh, i know they don't want they me come. to have that extra one no no that that's uh, absolutely mm -hmm. i am I'm, I'm a stickler for, for any kinds of um uh, gluttonous bribery gluttony bribery. bribery exactly exactly mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm more than what was it before steve you made like th excellent thank you if yeah. it comes up your choice i get 10 points thanks mate wow Ooh. okay well Please, now i have I to throw this over that. to the brains thanks, trust buddy. rhiannon what do i do <laughs> That's what they well, said. Hold on. Oh, we, we do have Trust Me. So. Yeah, you do have your D20 up your sleeve there, honey. I, you know, I, I, I'm not a, a gambling man, but I, I do like being put on the spot in, in a frivolous way. So, you know what? I'll live up to it. I don't want to set a precedent that the audience could think that they can just <laughs> randomly do this all the time. But, you know, screw it. Yeah, okay. If it lands on viewers' choice, 10 points. Jesus. Thanks, Bill. Yes, Jerry. 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 Checks in the mail, mate. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> I just realized. Jerry. Jerry. And Steve. <laughs> just realized Steve, now. Steve. Yes. Holy. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, that's really sad, right honey. That's how I start my every single day, Richard. That's how I have to start my day every day. That's so good. Because, yeah, Steve was the, the security guard, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Steve. That's yes. great. <laughs> Do you know what we're talking about, Steve? I've got no idea. I, I forgot I was in this show, actually. I thought I was watching TV. <laughs> it was on the IQ Jerry catalog. Springer. So, yeah. so uh, Phil Robinson in the chat there just started chanting, Jerry, Jerry, like on Jerry Springer, yeah. obviously, uh, Jerry Reffin. But the bodyguard who would always have to pry the guests apart from each other was this Steve, big yes. guy called Steve. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. they started chanting, Steve, Steve. So I just realized that we've got both Jerry and Steve on here and it made me wet my pants in joy. And I'm wearing white pants and then a yellow. Um, did, you, did a little bit of pee really come out? <laughs> just, just a little bit of pee. Yeah, just, just a little bit. 
Just enough to need to change your pants. Just in the a little bit of urine escaped my okay. bladder. As long as you've been hydrating, it won't smell so much. That's that's it. Exactly. It came out like a torrent. Uh, um, anyway, let's get back into it. Spinning that wheel. Exactly. We've got to keep it under the covers. Oh, gosh darn it. Spinning that wheel. We're going into this. If it lands on viewer's choice, Jerry gets 10 points. Um, Steve, what do you want it to land on? Um, I don't know. What? What what would win me the most prizes? What um prizes? There prizes as well. Are there prizes? You just said there was points. Oh, uh, it's a, a, a foot rub, oh. a, a real right. fish dinner. Um, uh, well, you can't choose of, viewer's choice, and you can't choose bankrupt, a uh, uh, jackpot rupt. But you can choose I any like of the green. other ones, and I'll give you five points. What, I like green points. Sorry. I like green. I like green. Can I have the green one? Jackpot rupt. Why not? I'll give you ten points if you land on jackpot rupt. Beautiful yeah. stuff. Let's give it a spin and find out who is going to be playing what on our next game. Hi! Empty bottle of Sam Neill's wine. That's right. Two paddocks, empty bottle of Riesling. Mm. Um, no points for you. Beautiful stuff. Let's remove that one because, of course, it's a player's choice. So, that, that was Jerry's go, wasn't it? So, Jerry, you can choose. It? No, it was Steve's go, wasn't was it? Was it Steve's? I don't no, know. Steve's I'm go. drunk. Let when Steve I... choose it. Let Steve have it. Steve can have it. Um, That's very nice okay. Thing, Jerry. Beautiful so... stuff. Steve, what would you like to play? Chrono Loco or never mind the Spicks and Specs? Um, I've never seen any of these games. What would you recommend? Like a, I like would a recommend game. Chrono Loco. Yeah, well, you think that's a choice? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm well, good. It's yeah. it's decided. <laughs> I haven't dined here before, you know, so you can just. That's all right. They only have hot dogs. That's yeah, about I, all. it's it's gotten really warm. I think it's like started storming before, and you know when it gets like really uh, stormy. Instantly, it starts heating up. So I think that, like, I'm cooking at the moment in here. Um, no, that's the pee going down your leg. Really. That's yeah. it. That's it. Like, in, in, in about 10 minutes, I'm going to be getting a chill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I am trying to do things in the background, ladies and gentlemen. I know it just looks like I'm sitting here doing, like, you know, thinking face. But I'm trying to find things out. And I don't label things properly. So I've just got to take down our spin wheel and bring up our next one. Which is going to be, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we haven't seen it actually in a quite a while. Have we, Rhiannon? What was the last time we saw Corona Loco? Episode 19 with me versus David. 19. So, yeah, I guess not really too long ago. This is 21 mm. and that's 19. But still, it feels like it's been too long. Well, and it so, has because that was before Christmas. So that's true. It's been a hot minute. Had a very Merry Christmas. We also have a Christmas extravaganza special that we did play in Escape Room called uh, Expedition North Pole. So you can check that out as well uh, on there, which is a lot of fun. And the intro alone is just like full on and, and, and great. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, you have wanted to see it for so long because, you know, it's a bit of fun and we can't go to Mexico, so we might as well play Chrono Loco! <laughs> Yay! 
Ole, Phil Robinson, you got it right there. So fantastic. These ones aren't on IMDb. We did a one uh, episode uh, before where I think it was the last episode. It was the one with the Shawshank Redemption, the Godfather, the Dark Knight, and Angry Man. That was the, the first order that came up on was the top uh, five films on IMDb's ranking order. This is not the top five films on IMDb's ranking order, but we do have five different films that are up here, and I want first you guys to tell me what these film posters are. Um, please do feel free to help out in the comments below. I have skewered the title of the film poster, um, but I've, I've kept in if it has their um, cast names up there or anything else, uh, and we'll expand it to see you there. But mm. if there's any of those ones, do you know any of those movie posters? Mm. Yes, number two, definitely, Gods Must Be Crazy. Yes! I went to see that at the cinema when I was about, goodness, 14, 12, 13 years old. Oh, Very fantastic. silly film. Very silly film. Very silly years old. <laughs> <laughs> Very silly film. Oh, yes. So much fun. I, I, I really like that. And that was like one of the films where I think they use sped up photography. Like Yes. Yeah, those moments are done really, really well. And yeah. again, a South African film, I think it was. Yes, um, someone that that fellow there gets hit on the head with a coke bottle that someone throws out of a plane, and it yeah. sets in this whole chain of events. Yeah, he takes it back to his um, uh, tribe, and they start using it, but because uh, it's the only thing that's unique, everyone wants to use it because it's hard enough to use it's like a yes, hammer. Yes, and it creates it to, this, all this yeah, upset. You can bring it? water. Yeah, and it's that idea of uh, materialism or capitalism. Mm. Is that mm. sort of thing? But also to the actor who. Or the performer who was the main guy. His name was Ngao. Ngao. That's yes, it. That's, that's how you used to speak. Um, and yeah, and, and it's really interesting because he's from an, an, uh, one of the Nene tribes out there. And you spell it. I'm because that's what I'm trying to go through. N oh, N A X exclamation no not not exclamation mark something like that it's it's a weird character that's in there that you go wait a minute it's like you know when someone has a a, a number in their name and you go you can't do that that's not how english works but it's something like that it's an x and an exclamation mark or something that makes that sound and stuff like yeah, that yeah right yeah and and i don't and there's know there's a part 3 yeah apparently uh yes yes he goes to hong kong i remember that one yeah yeah um great fun films as well so yeah definitely check them out if you haven't seen them mm. there before um Beautiful stuff. Was there another film? Just whilst I'm going to bring it up at the background. There it is, Colonel Loco. Good stuff. Uh, what's another film that uh, you guys can say? Oh, actually, Jerry, I'm going to get you a point for that one. Bing! Oh, thank you. That's all right. You got that one right. So, Somebody flashed some of the answers up there on the screen. Somebody ah, good. tended to ruin it a bit for me. But, uh... No, 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 no. That's all right. They're there to help you. They can help or hinder you, though. So, yes. I know the other three, but not the first one. I think... The first one is The Sound of Music, I think. It's three Caddyshack, is it? Or something yeah. like... Um, so three, you're saying Caddyshack, Jerry? Is that... Um, oh, oh, yes. Nice, you got Caddyshack. Right. Nice. Unfortunately, this is not The Sound of Music. I can't remember oh. an axe being in The Sound of Music. Oh, no. <laughs> um, the problem was an axe, no, because, you know, um, Christopher Plummer's hair was sort of looked like he would be a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> Remember him murdering all the Von Pratt family. I thought I remember that. But... <laughs> that was a different that version, I think. I might have enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, wait. 
Oh, sorry, I'm just trying to move around the, the chat because I, I just noticed that it was being obscured by the things. Um, but well, I know I, the next one is, is called a Breaker Morant, and I, I met the hey, guy nice. that wrote that. Yes. So, yeah, no, you keep going. I met the guy that wrote that. Well, oh, oh, really? Yes. But um, I can't say anything more than that. Like, is it a secret? <laughs> or his name? Well, he, he hated the play I wrote. He told me how much he hated my play. <laughs> and oh. he's an Oscar for writing or something, and... Oh wow! How my play was so. <laughs> isn't that's that how I remember him? <laughs> isn't that always a thing when you're yes. either a part of a show and you're doing the connections thing after, or you've seen the film? It's it's a premiere or something, and someone you like quite revere comes up to you mm. and you're like, "Oh yeah. shit!" Like you know, is this gonna you know be something where like you know, I some what did you think? And they say you were a bit shit. Like you know, <laughs> do you want to yeah, run that sort of like? But risk? don't you wish there was more honesty like that in the world? No, true, actually, yeah. Like the amount no, of times that just... if someone does give you a compliment, you're like, are you just pissing in my pocket right now? It's yeah. yeah. Like I'd rather someone said the sets were nice. You know? <laughs> yeah, true. <'Cause... laughs> At least I know they're being honest. I remember he um, said my play was an insult to all actors. He said, "Oh, ouch." I just wow. recall. Yeah. See, like, but also to like a, a response like that makes me think that they are enjoying not the pain that creates or the effect it's going to create the 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 whimsical, oh, cutthroat mm. nature of it. You know what I mean? It's almost mm. like doing something fancy with a weapon. You know what I mean? Mm. It's um a finesse. It's like fire breathing, I guess. Dangerous yet frivolous. Um, but also, he said this in front of an entire audience who had just listened to a reading of the play, and he got up in front of everyone. And said this. Wow. Jeez. But, so that's why you're not going to his name. <laughs> I like your diplomacy, Steve. See, I need yeah. to get... This is what I so, need. Rihanna... He did write... He's one of the four people that wrote that screenplay, so... Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Yeah. Very, very cool. Awesome. Sweet. Well, we do have, I think, two more up there as well. Now, I don't... Um, you, you can offer some hints, Rhiannon. Uh, I'm more than happy for you to offer any hints that you think would help. But do you know what either of those films are? I'm pretty sure you would. <laughs> of course, I, you I do. know what number one is. Yes, of course you do. Um, I, if there's any hints, um, uh, actors. Anything? It stars Jamie Lee Curtis during her Scream Queen reign. Ooh, so if there's a Jamie Lee Curtis, if you guys know that out there, mm. if it's been mentioned, it has been mentioned in the comments. It has been there. mentioned in the comments. Yes. Yep. Uh, I. It's is in, it's not Valentine's Day, is it? No. Because no. she's got roses and. Mm. No. And an axe. So you're right. It is very Valentine's Day. It's just like, what will I get for him this this, uh, this day? Another hack to the skull. What says I love you? That's a, or something that can uh, die and get aphids. <laughs> um, uh, okay, good. Um, so yeah, it is out there. I'll, I'll send you guys as well the link in the Zoom chat. I, I'm sorry. Prom night. Phil, did Phil get prom night? Is that what it is? Oh, nice. Well, the way that Bottom I do Phil. this. I'm, I'm a, like a cheeky algorithm. I, I can see it out there, but I'm listening for the code for whenever I said it. You said it, Jerry, so you get the point. Oh, serious. I know, right? See, they can help oh, or hinder. Thanks, Nicely Phil. Nicely done. And thank you, Phil. Appreciate it. Yes. So you can Phil, have one of those points as well, Phil. Oh, loving it. Loving it. Let's just bring it in here. And we're going to go up there. Now, there's one more up there. There's one more film poster. Anybody else? Out there mm. knows. I'm pretty sure. I thought it was Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, but that's not that. It's. I no. know what it is. Can I say what it is? Can you say what this? On the, absolutely. Yes. Get the point, dude. Yeah. Well, that's. Isn't that nine to five? Absolutely. Yeah. I should... They're doing a remake now of it. Oh, is oh, it? No. 
Really? Yes, they are. Who's hmm. uh, who's the cast? Was it not be announced? I will look it up for you. Oh, thank you, Rihanna. Awesome. I think Dolly Parton is playing all of the three women in it. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping you meant it the way in. I took it. Um, <laughs> um, now, the, the one thing about 9 to 5. Now, I remember seeing this as a kid. I loved it. Um, the guy. Who's the guy in it? He is one Dabney of those. Coleman? Sorry? Dabney Coleman is his name, I think. Dabney Coleman? Awesome. Dabney. Dabney. He was in so many films, always, again, playing that same character. And I feel like, like you know, if he ever played anything else, like um, just w with actors, a lot of the time there's you get the typecast sort of role and things like this. In, in Back to the Future 3, I remember the woman who played the love interest for Christopher Lloyd was so excited because she never got those roles. Same sort of thing for this. I feel like he's one of those actors that sort of like never has not been that sleazy, hard-ass boss. Like, you know, sort of like the Bill Paxton sort of thing in um, Alien, as you were saying, like, mm. you know, before and stuff like that. Yeah, you know. Um, also, too, I just want to say that's our virtual escaping. That's the event that you can um, uh, make comment mm. to before for our New Year's Eve uh, special event. So, yeah, you can check that out there. Just notice the time. And, oh, boy, I'm running really behind. So, let's get back into our game. So, now we've got to put uh, these into chronology. Very quickly, honey, the so 9 to 5 remake has actually been cancelled. They are, however, oh. releasing a documentary this year called Still Working 9 to 5. Oh, good. Good. I like it when that, if, if, if they can't fund the project and there's been any um, progression with it, they make some sort of documentary just to release, you know, out there so that people can see that things are happening with it. Um, that, that's great. So, yeah, we'll hopefully try and keep you guys on the board with that because that's one of my favourite films when I was younger. And hopefully it's a guilty pleasure for you guys, or at least you remember it and it gives you, like, warm spots. Not, not, not the sort of things you need like to see a doctor be. about, but exactly. The sort of things you can clear up with an ointment. So in our game of Chrono Loco, now, currently, we have these five movie posters up here, and they're all beautiful. Now, the problem is that they can move around. This is the <laughs> order that they came out. They're all currently a Chrono Loco. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. They're completely a Chrono Loco. <laughs> So we need your help out there to put them back into the right order. So I just want you guys to, uh, you can make decisions yourself. You can go against each other. You can work together. I don't mind. Help them out there in the chat. But we can move these around here. So do you want this to go first? Do you want it to go last? Do you want it to go in the middle? What order would you like these posters to go in so that they go in the right chronological order? I think this is a trick question. Could be. Be. I, I think they all made at the same time. They all came out at the exact same time. <laughs> well, uh, I, I have looked these down to, I'm pretty sure, the date. Let me just go back into yeah. the scene because I have put these down all underneath. Um, yes. All I think Break of Moment was early 70s. All of these have the, the day, the month, and the year release. So, yeah. Mm. They might be close to each other, but, but who knows? I, I can't think... I also if... do want to make a quick mention to hello mm. all the people out there on Twitch and on YouTube. I am trying to get Facebook Live to work, and for some reason it's just not letting me click on the live, you know, go live or do now. I don't know why, so I apologize about that one. But jump on the chat there and see if you can help out by putting those in order. Um, do it without Googling if you can. Try and put yourself in the position where, you know, you want to, you know, not necessarily get anything 
uh, as a physical prize out of this, do it for your own accolades. And hell, so you can tell your partner, your children, your students, if, your co-workers, that you were the Quiz Arena champion, and you know in your heart that you were really. So good. What 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 film do you think came out first or last or or, or what? Well, I think Gods Must Be Crazy was around nineteen eighty one. 1980, 82, nice. uh, 80, maybe 1980. You think 1980? Awesome. So do you think that any of, uh, does that mean that you would... And then, well, I, I would put Break Morant first, I think. Yeah, you'd be going mm. Break Morant first. Yes. I would put one and then, and then maybe uh, nine to five after Break Morant, then Gods Must Be Crazy, then Prom Night, then Caddyshack. That's what I'm thinking. Prom Night, then Caddyshack. So that's your selection. Yeah. Or Caddyshack and Prom Night. Mm. Okay, Anybody? so okay, well, that's right. You, you can have a decision about that. That's kind of is. that's sort of. No, that's good. That's good. Uh, I just realised. I just thought of a, a new contingency of taking a screenshot of this thing, but I can't work out how to do it. My brain's not letting me do it. Cognitive load, ladies and gentlemen. So good. That's your selection, Rhiannon. If you'd just be able to make a mental note, somewhat of that. And <laughs> I, could take I am writing it down you know. now. Okay. That's all right. I, I'm, th I'm, th I'm pretty sure we'll be onto it, uh, and we'll be able to remember it. Um, uh, but just in case, Steve, which order would you like to put those in? I, I think Rake Morant was first. I think Caddyshack was second. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, and I think then Gods, and then. And then nine to five, mm -hmm. and prom night. I've got no idea because I was out the night that premiered. You're a, <laughs> you were washing your hair. <laughs> yeah, so I just put that last because I don't know. <laughs> cool, awesome. I like it. Good, awesome, sweet. And again, I'll have to do another screenshot or work out how to do that screenshot thing uh, on on a different way. Because um, I just realised if I do that, then I oh, it, it saves so much, so many layers, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so much work. Uh, would not need to be done. Good. So that is your selection. And you guys will get a point right. Uh, for everyone that you get right, you will get a point. Um, I'm just trying to work out if you're getting points off for everyone you're incorrect on. No. Just for, for everyone that you're right. And it's in the right order. So unfortunately, it's it's not like, you know, if... if oh, you, You'll see how it plays. I have a system and my brain is just farting way too much. So, uh, coming back there, ladies and gentlemen, let's just quickly have a check out there in the comments. What are you guys saying? Uh, Gulfiends is saying the gods must be crazy, break them around, prom night, Caddyshack, 9 to 5. I have no idea if this is wrong. It's the coroner's fault. <laughs> That's it. Blame, blame the coroner. Or even brame the coroner. Um, or brain... Too many coroners. Corpse. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I think we're all humming 9 to 5. Working 9 to 5. Mm, better than the Sheena Easton version. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but my brain just, for some reason, I saw The Apprentice with Donald Trump, and Donald Trump was singing 9 to 5 and sort of dancing. It was I don't know why that happened. Mm. You think, let us into your dreams just then, Richard. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, advertising under the covers after this. <laughs> Beautiful. So, back into our current line. Okay, let's find out which came first. Let's start with Steve. We'll work backwards. So, let's go with this one. Steve, were you right? Which was first? Good. Okay, so good. Coming out first, we had Breaker Morant on the 15th of the 3rd, 1980. So, yes, you get a point. Oh. Nicely mm. done. Awesome. And so did Jerry. Nice. Thank you, Rhiannon. Thank Perfect. You. Thank you. Yes. 
what next up we had Caddyshack, which came out on the 21st of the 8th, 1980. Yay! Awesome. One Points. point to Steve. Sorry, nice. Jerry. Mm. Jerry, That's you want to? Okay. No, no I didn't. He put nine to five seconds. No! Nice. Awesome. Next one we've got Gods Must Be Crazy came out on the 10th of the 9th, 1980. Points to both. Woohoo! Awesome. And then we've got 9 to 5, which came out on the 19th of the 12th, 1980. Nicely done. Steve, sorry, Jerry. That's no Steve. Steve smashed it. Awesome. Nicely done. And then we've got Prom Night coming out on the 26th of the 12th, 1980. Perfect work there. So they're all in 1980. Well done, Steve. You got them all. So they're all in 80. That's, so it was a trick. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the main reason, uh, one of the things, oh, I can't go around. I, I was just about to reveal one of the secrets of how I play these games. I'm not going to do that because it's going to fuck up the format of the show. But um, one of the things that I did notice was that I can't just randomly do this. You can't just go, okay, five film posters or whatever. Because a lot of the time it's very easy to go, oh yeah, I remember where I was in my life at that time. Um, so I like doing those sort of things. And this one was like, I think I went with two films that I knew were around the same time or, or like that I liked. And then I was just like, cool, what's around the same time? And so we just found ones that are all right that. Good stuff. I now have to think of another gimmick because I've destroyed that one. Mame the Coroner. Oh, now I'm thinking of Mame. Why did I buy him those damn long pants? Um, beautiful stuff. Well, that was our game, ladies and gentlemen, of Chrono Loco! With Jerry Redford at 9 points and Steve McGrath with 11 points! Congratulations, oh, it's guys! It's so close. It's so close. It is so, so close. close isn't so it? close. Uh, and still anyone's game. Uh, because we are running a little bit behind time, which means we are going to be running into our Quiz Arena tournament very, very soon. So get ready, because we're going to be racing straight into that, because it is already 9.30, and we're supposed to be starting... Was it under the covers at 9.30? So. <laughs> mm. And it's getting close to my bedtime. Exactly. Uh, Richard, so let's so. go into mm. our game that we regularly play on here, which, of course, is Venkman Burn in Hell. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so just like the beginning of the film, we have a whole bunch of cards here. Five, to be exact. And these are the five cards that usually people talk about when they're talking about ESP. Oh, I can't. That's good. You can't even see the shape on that one. There we go. It's a yellow circle. Um, so the idea is that I'm going to hold up one of these cards, and you're not going to be able to see which one I'm holding up. And I want you to try and tell me which one you think it is, purely based on the idea of me trying to communicate through my vibe or whatever uh yeah it's or you can take a guess you can literally try and see if it's something that's coming through the waves or like that there's no gimmicks involved i'm not going to be doing any sort of magic tricks or anything like this there is literally just all of these choices that you can choose from yeah uh and uh for those of you as well playing at home uh the skeptical society offers a hundred thousand dollars to the uh proof of uh, was it psychic claims and ESP would be one of these claims. So there is a 15, 12 to 15 percent chance of randomity of you guessing correct. And already we've got what was it, K9, uh, Mift Max. A couple of times they've already guessed it. So let's see which one you guys can guess. So there's only five to choose from. It is the blue wavy lines, the red cross, the yellow circle, the green star, 
or the black box. Cool, awesome. So you can pick that one home. Type it down in chat, whichever one you think. The coroner's getting involved already, and I'm going to pick this one. And I don't know what it is, but I have to make sure it's around the right way, because otherwise that wouldn't have been a fun game. Uh, so what card am I holding up? I'm happy like Rhiannon can play along with this one too. This is this is one that everyone can play at home, and it's also safe for the kids too. I um, think it's a serial killer. You think it's a serial killer? Yeah, not a musician. I know I've done that game. It's um, um I like it's it. a, can I say what it is? Yes, please do. I, I, I realize too. It's I a star. Probably... I know it's a star. You know it's a star, Gorson. Green star. It has it's to be. It's just because you're the star. You're a star. That's why. <laughs> awesome. So you're saying I was going to say the blue wavy lines. You're going to say blue wavy lines. Awesome. Mm. We've got Gulfines saying that the coroner says it's a red cross. Uh, Gulfines is saying that it's a squaw. Uh, <laughs> yes, canine um, uh, saying where is uh, sorry Gulfines saying where is canine because he was very good at this game. Um, going for the black box. Phil Robinson is uh, good stuff. Rihanna, what would you say or what does Shadow say? Shadow, darling, what do you think Richard's holding up? Because Shadow knows. Of course Shadow knows. Shadow's snoring, so he's not very helpful. Or, or maybe it's like a, oh. a Morse code. He's sort of like trying to get it <laughs> in a, a, a frequency, like Braille sort of thing. Oh, dear God, I don't speak dog. All right. Um, <laughs> you know what? I um, I feel like I should balance it out and go for the yellow circle. You can go oh, for the yellow circle? Then we've got all of them covered. Awesome. Good. Well, let's find out at home if you have thought it. Just yell it at the screen. That way you know that you have ESP or not. But tonight, we definitely know something's up, or at least under that hat, with Jerry, because he got it, ladies and oh. gentlemen. Blue wavy oh. lines. There it was. Look at that. Amazing. Perfect. That's I think that's... Funny. Is that the first time that one of the guests has gotten it? Um... Even whilst you were started talking about it, I knew it was going to be blue wavy lines. It's, that's it. It's, right it's the, the frequency. Start. That's what we're talking about. Like, you know, Tesla mm. knew about it as well. Mm. Um, perfect. Congratulations. Well, all, uh, I've always got to, I always forget to tell you how many points. That usually is played two points on for a correct answer, two points off for an incorrect answer. So, Jerry, you got two points on. That means Steve, it's a tie. It's a tie with Steve. Unfortunately, <laughs> no, it's two points off for an incorrect answer. Oh. I know. So instantly there, yum, it's flipped. But that's all right. We do have the chance later on. If you do want to say trust me, then whoever's uh, a little bit behind, you can trust me for the chance at winning, uh, at spinning um, the prize wheel. And when it's spinning that prize wheel, means that you could win possibly twenty points or lose all your points. Who knows? It's literally the, the roll of a 20-sided dice. Beautiful stuff. But without further ado, uh, that was our game of Chrono Loco and uh, Venkman Burn in Hell. Yay! Fantastic. <laughs> and <laughs> I do that too much. I do that too much. I have to, have to let it dissipate. Good stuff. Let's go into our Quiz Arena tournament, though. Uh, let me just take down our Chrono Loco screen. If there's anything you guys would like to add just before we go into it, your uh, handles, uh, any place that some where people can find you at, something Ooh. that you like to see. Or... We still get to see the porn movie, do we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no, no, this isn't the porn movie bit. No. Oh, okay. No. Um, okay. As in, like, you, you can do what you want to in your own time, and, and we can't see uh, uh, underneath the desk, so who knows oh. what you've been doing. But um, yeah. for some reason, I, I, I feel like I need to play the chicken or egg um, stinger. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, now, after that reaction, how can I not? So, yeah, let's, let's have a go at another stinger for chicken or egg. Yeah. 
man, oh, which come first, the chicken or the egg? The chicken or the egg? Yay! Which is always a lot of fun up there. Um, yeah, the, the main reason I said that is because there's very questionable sound effects that I had to look up when I had to uh, try and find that one. So that's that's the only reason why we're laughing uh, with that one. Um, whilst this whole time, I'm still trying to find the... There it is. Great stuff. Beautiful. Awesome. So, yes, let's start it off. We have about two minutes now, ladies and gentlemen, to get prepared and into it. And of course, we're going to be running our stinger before it. So, yes, where can people find you, Jerry? Um, gee. IMDB, uh, Instagram. Uh, yeah, like um, IMDB, uh, Instagram. I'm not really kind of active on socials unless I'm kind of doing stuff. Um, films for change. I think that's the most worthy stuff that I'm working cool. with. My wife um, Perfect, runs yes. Films for Change with a number four, Films for Change. Um, and like our series that we, we started from to change with, um, offering men, uh, nonviolent choices in relationships and trying to sort of work with, um, yeah, helping, um, helping uh, men's behavior change programs, that sort of thing. So that, that, um, has actually gone around the world and, and is required viewing in a lot of programs. Um, Good. and we're working on a second series of that as well, as well. So, um, yeah, that's, um, a really enjoy that work and and it's really valuable work so yeah um, no yeah. that's an amazing cause i'm just putting the um oh the the url Thanks, mate. up no, there thank now you. that's all right sorry i know it's it's there and, and also... we did we did a wonderful little green screen um series here in the studio uh, called ness which is all um it's a little series aimed at um, young kids sort of year five and six uh, building emotional resilience and helping little kids understand feelings with uh is a wonderful actress that that we worked with a young indigenous girl and she just we smashed like i think it was like eight scenes in one day oh cool and and she's just on a green screen with with acting with tennis balls you know like talking to imaginary yeah. things and then we then animated it all afterwards and um that's awesome that's on our website filmsforchanging.org um, sweet well, definitely yeah Make sure you check that out there, filmsforchangeinc.org. Link's up there, and I'll put that into the description as well. Um, you, sorry to cut you off. We are 10 seconds away. We won't do the stinger. We're just going to go straight into our quiz right now. So make sure that you guys type along and play along at home. Tell everyone as well in the household, just grab your device and play along and have fun. First question, question number one. What popular dance routine is performed by Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Gardner Ghana, sorry, in 13 Going on 30 from 2004. 1. Vogue. 2. Thriller. 3. The Locomotion. 4. The Carlton. <laughs> 1. Yay. The are we Carlton. Are we shout out? Sorry, are we just shouting out? Or we... Uh, what, what, what you usually do is um, when you see your face coming back up there, that's usually when we say that's when you can say what answer you. But we can filibuster and go off on tangents. I want to go off on a, a tangent about the, uh, the Carlton. Um... Because do you guys um, know any reference? Uh, do you know what that reference is? Uh, it isn't here. Oh, the, the Carlton. I'm pretty sure, Rhiannon, is this a um, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Fresh Bel Prince of Bel-Air? Yeah. Yes, good. I'm, I'm glad I got that reference. That's very funny. <laughs> um, beautiful. What would you guys be saying? Oh, I, I think it's number one. Number one, Vogue. I think they do that thing. Actually, I just noticed I that this webcam has a really sick motion blur and like voguing looks really cool. Um, awesome. Fantastic. What would you say, Steve? 
I'm, I have to say Carlton because it reminds me of beer, and that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> no, <laughs> nice. <laughs> basically. Awesome. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, uh, no, because the Carlton was um, the, 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 the dorky brother of uh, Will Smith, so I think he used to do that, that dance. Beautiful stuff. Unfortunately, uh, t- neither of you got it right, so points off for that one. Oh, Our next... It was Thriller. Was it? it was Thriller. thriller. Yes. Mm-hmm. Next question, question number two. Our love fern, you let it die, is a quote from which romantic comedy? One, something borrowed. Two, how to lose a guy in 10 days. Three, bride wars. Four, 200 cigarettes. Our love fern, you let it die, is a quote from which romantic comedy? Something borrowed, how to lose a guy in 10 days, bride wars, or 200 cigarettes? Hmm. Uh, does that uh, bring a. Uh, either of you guys know anything? I'm no? gonna say one. Something borrowed. Something borrowed, nice. I, I like romantic comedies, but I don't recognize them. I've only seen. What is it? How to lose a guy in 20 days and. Uh, <laughs> was it? Uh, cigarettes. Um. <laughs> no, um, so I, I don't know Steve what would you be saying I'd say Bride Wars because again it reminds me of beer <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice like Prost mm. and that's why I'm, I'm using the whole Dave Allen thing so you can't see what's in the glass unfortunately it was How to Lose a Guy in 30 Days so, <laughs> yes unfortunately everybody I, got it apart from us I know, yes. I, I did want to, as well, make a mention out there, too, again, points-wise. Point on for correct answer, point off for incorrect answer. So, oy vey. Um, what if you don't give an answer? Do you, what do you get, then? Um, I, I slap you, silly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, question number three. In Josie and the Pussycats, 2001, what zodiac sign does Melody Valentine say she is? One, Scorpio. Two, Pisces. Three, Leo. Four, Gemini. Ooh. Josie and the Pussycats, 2001. Uh, hopefully up uh, the alley of someone's wheelhouse, they'll know exactly what this is. Melody Valentine. What what Zodiac sign was she is? Notice that there's not an Ophiuchus up there. Um, Mucus? Ophiuchus. Ophiuchus is the 13th Zodiac. Oh, didn't know that. I know. Um, Manuel, it's, technically there's a difference between the constellations and the actual signs themselves. But, like, yeah. Uh, anyway, what would you guys be thinking of? What strikes your fancy? I'm going to say Pisces because it's a fish and they're pussycats. Hey, I like it. I like it. That's very good. Very I, diplomatic. I'd say Gemini. Gemini because I once knew a cat called Gemini. Good answer, Steve. See, this is good. You're like affiliate. I, I like it. It's good. Yeah. Neither of you went with the obvious, which would be Leo because it's the, obviously the cat. Uh, ah. Yeah. I know. I like it. Because it wasn't. Oh, it was none of those. Scorpio. Congratulations. <laughs> That's how it's played, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic. And Melody Valentine was played by Tara Reid, who is actually a Scorpio. There you go. Fantastic. Perfect stuff. I, I do like that when, when everyone's going, oh, cool, there's a cat theme in there. There's got to be some sort of thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat the system. So good. Uh, which 1990s black comedy features a homage to the Rocky Horror Picture Show with the line, I made you and I can break you just as easily? One. Wild at Heart. Two, Slums of Beverly Hills. Three, My Boyfriend's Back. Four, Jawbreaker. <laughs> what are you missing there, Rhiannon? <laughs> Richard, did you laugh at that? Yes. Did you laugh at that yourself? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm laughing at so many of them. Um, 
Yes, yes, I am. Not only for the, the fact that I'm, I'm glad I got to say I made you and I can break you just as easily um, mm. as Tim Curry. I thought you would enjoy that. Yeah, I did. Thank you. <laughs> you um, told me to get out of the horror genre, so I did. I dove into 90s black comedies. Perfect. I love it. And this happens to be a personal favourite of mine, too. So. And I, I, I'm just imagining as well that it's not my boyfriend is coming back or is has returned. It's literally just a picture of someone's back. <laughs> anyway, what, what would you be saying, Steve? I'd say jawbreaker because the word break is in there. Awesome. Real link. And I Jerry, think. what would you be saying? Ooh, I would say Slums of Beverly Hills because I don't know the film. Nice. That's right. I, I don't know either of them <laughs> any, either. But Steve got that point because he dropped jawbreaker. Oh, well done, Steve. I just guessed. I know. Well, it's it's it's, it's doing you well. It's doing you well. We've got Ghoul Fiends and Phil Robinson as well who joined you in that right answer there too. So nicely done. I like it. It's picking up pace. Good. On our next one. Our question number five. Adjusted for inflation, mm. which movie is the biggest hit of Clint Eastwood's oh. career? One, the good, the bad, the ugly. Two, million dollar baby. Three, every which way but lose. Four, dirty Harry. Oh, adjusted for inflation. I do love these mm. ones. And, and I want to make a balloon animal. That's because that adjusted for inflation just adds a whole different spin on it. It does, especially, yeah, exactly, when it rotates. Um, good. Also, what would you guys be saying? I'm going to say Dirty Harry. Dirty, Dirty Harry. Nice, awesome, good. Yeah, well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Like, you know, that... Oh, but then again, oh, there's some, some good ones in there. What would you be saying, Steve? What... Well, I, I, I think his biggest movie was obviously Dirty Harry. I can't see how you would say any other answer, I think. That's how I was thinking, but then I, I was looking at what was it, good, the bad, the ugly. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not that au fait with it. Like, you know, as in, what was it? Jerry, we know Steve um, Hopley, and I, he knows mm. his Oscar movies yeah. back to front, so he would probably definitely mm. know this one. This. But it was everyone, every which way would lose. Who got the point oh. for that one? Oh. Right wow. turn, Clyde. That's interesting. <laughs> nice. Did anyone get the point for that? No. Oh, no. Oh, that's right. You both said Dirty Harry. So that was why I was going, where was, where was the other one chosen? Beautiful stuff. i my answer now. Yes, yes. How many times is the word man said in Dazed and Confused? 1993. Oh, one. 221. Two. 203. Three. 186. Four. 164. <laughs> so good. Is that the um, <coughs> Cheech and Chong film when Cheech Marine says that they get paid $5 every time they say man and then Tommy Chong just goes, man, 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 man. <laughs> was that it? that film? No, Dazed and Confused came out obviously in 1993 and it is a stoner film that is set in the 80s about the last day of school. Stars <laughs> Matthew McConaughey in his infamous All right, all right, all right line. Oh, right. Yes. That's right. And Mila Jovovich. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that, that just brought... And that... a ben, a ben Affleck is in it too. So. Wow. Yeah. That was surreal. That just took me back in time. Okay, good. What would you guys be saying? Jerry, what were you thinking? I, I'm just going to guess there at 203. 203, nicely done. Awesome. And Steve? Uh, it's got to be 164 because no one would say that word so often in a film. It would get boring. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Watch more Cheech and Chong films, Steve. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, well, Jerry. I counted this again, so 203. Nicely done. Mm. Perfectly work. Oh, look at that. It's it's working out. It's balancing. It's getting very, very... um close to the wire man dude <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> Who played Freddy Krueger's father in Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, 1991? Oh, God. Uh, one, Yafet Koto. Two, Tom Arnold. Three, Sean Greenblatt. Four, Alice Cooper. You just enjoy this too much, don't you, Rhiannon? Oh, I do. Yes, I do. You... <laughs> if it helps, all of them are in the movie. I was going to say, are all of them real names? <laughs> yes, and they're all in the movie. Okay, good. <laughs> good, because, yeah, Sean Greenblatt. Like, to be fair, if I knew a Sean Greenblatt at school, I would probably both hassle him and think that that is also the coolest name in the world. Yes. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'll be on the fence. I, <laughs> I don't want to... Um, what, what would you guys be saying? Steve? I'd say Alice Cooper, I think. Alice Cooper, nice. Mm. Beautiful. Um, Riding crop images again. Uh, and uh, Jerry? Mm, I, I'm just going to guess again and uh, go for Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold, nice. Awesome. Well, Yafa Koto actually played the therapist in that film. Tom Arnold was a childless man. Sean Greenblatt was actually John Doe who gets dropped onto that bed of nails. But it's Alice Cooper who plays Freddie's part. <laughs> hey, nice. So Steve got it. Yeah, I just thought he should have played it if he hadn't. He, he should have. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. I remember that uh, the the bed of nails, Sean mm-hmm. Greenblatt moment. Awesome. Yeah, it was so good because that's it's a huge. Um, you're not expecting to see it happen, uh, and it just yeah, it, it kills off like the protagonist at that point in the film. Uh, question number eight: How many members of the Dirty Dozen, 1967, actually served in World War Two? One, ten, two, seven, three. Five, four, eight. Wow, cognitive load. <laughs> just saying numbers and, and don't try just and Just numbers, think. just saying numbers just, at us, Richard. Yeah, that's it, just <laughs> say numbers, don't try and think. It's, it's like, it feels like one of those things when they, it says yellow, but it's written with a green font. Yes. It's good fun. It, it's good. It, 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 mm. it lets me know that I haven't yet got dementia. Or if I am, I'm, I'm just in a straitjacket staring at a wall going like, you know, so Jerry, what do you yeah. say? <laughs> it's, it's good. At least you don't know you have it. That's, That's what I, exactly. The ignorance is bliss. What would yes. you be saying? I would be saying two, seven. Two, seven. Good. And mm. Steve, what would you be saying? Um, uh, I'll just have to say 10. Nice. I don't know why. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Nice. Jerry, you got it. Oh, my goodness, that was a good guess. And the people that served were Lee Marvin, who was a Marines, Telly Solas, who was Army, Charles Bronson was Army, Ernest Borgenine was Navy, Clint Walker was a Merchant Marine, Robert Ryan was the Marines, and George Kennedy was Army. Wow. And the two who didn't serve, should we shame them? (laughs) (laughs) Name and shame them. Yes, in your own time. (laughs) Beautiful. Penultimate question. Marlboro Cigarettes used which Western movies theme song in their mm. commercials for seven years after the movie's release. One, True Grit. Two, The Magnificent Seven. Three, The Good, The Bad, and The Guilty. Four, El Dorado. Cool. Uh, and that was for several years after the movie release. Not necessarily seven years. That's one of those double-speak things that kind of gets in my nerve. Like, you know, uh, not doesn't mean seven years. It means multiple I think it's five. I think several is actually. Well, it's supposed to be any greater than four, I think. Because. Which is five. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're right. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But it can be greater than five, was what I was getting at. So, what would you be saying? (laughs) 
Oh, now you're changing it now. Now, now I'll change it. Yes, always be. Um, what, what would you be saying is the answer? True grit. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing three. three. No, no, four, 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 four. Steve, what would you be saying? Uh, I think the Magnificent Seven because it sounds like a smoky sort of a movie. Nice, a smoky sort of a movie. Well done. <laughs> awesome. Well, you got the point. But well, this is well, well done, Steve. Yes. Nice. And Stephen oh, rhymes with seven, so. Oh. That's it. Oh. And we're still on equal fittings as well, ladies and gentlemen. So let's go into our last question. Which scandalous film opened the Cannes Film Festival in 1992? One, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Two, Sliver. Three, Body of Evidence. Four, Basic Instinct. Our last question, ladies and gentlemen. I can't think any of those would have got into Cannes, really. Yeah. They were sort of... Um... Mm. It's the scandalous film that opened the Cannes mm. Film Festival. Body so. of Evidence was um, Madonna, wasn't it? And Kevin, not Kevin Bacon, Willem Dafoe. Oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say Body of Evidence because that's about as art house as those four films get, I think. Yeah, nice. The rest are pretty mainstream. Yeah, well, except for that one moment in Basic Instinct. Um, and that's the one moment. Would that have opened the festival? I don't know. It opened something. <laughs> Everyone loves a good hand. No, everyone loves a warm hand on their opening. Um, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Steve, what are you saying? Quick. Um, I, I think it was Basic Instinct. I think. Well, you yeah. got the point. Oh, it was. Just... My goodness. You do. Body of Evidence came out the year after. Oh, thank you. Thanks for correcting me so nicely. Nice, awesome. Well, on our last points, we've got Jerry Redford on five points, Steve McGrath on seven points. Oh, nice he done. slaughtered me. Oh, very well done. He slaughtered and on me. Our leaderboard, we have just, coming in first. I thought you were a magician, Steve. Yes, no, no, musician. Good guesser. <laughs> yeah, no, he's really a serial killer. Um, coming in first, we have Jordan Messenger with seven correct answers. Uh, coming in second, we have Phil Robinson coming uh, with six correct answers. And coming in third, we have Saad Azim with one correct answer. Congratulations, guys. Brilliant work! And congratulations on being this week's winner and Quiz Arena champion, Jordan Messenger. Woohoo! That's right, because you Jordan exactly smashed it out the ballpark. Confetti! Beautiful. Always what we like to see. Uh, congratulations there. Uh, and brilliant work to, to our two guests as well, Jerry Redford and Steve McGrath. Fantastic work. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, please uh, let us know, wh wh where, are the, where can the good people at home find you and your pretty faces? Uh, Steve? Uh, Steve uh, you I guess you, you, you can see the world premiere of Day 62 on the 27th of February at the Actors Centre at 2 o'clock at the SF3 Smart... What's it called? Smart? I forgot what it's called. Oh, the Smart Film Festival? Yeah, Smartphone Flickfest Festival. Perfect. Sorry. Awesome. And I'll put that uh, uh, link to that down in the uh, description below there. So, yes, if you are in Sydney, uh, jump over to there and you'll be able to check out a fantastic film. I'll definitely come along there, mate, because uh, it would be a lot great to catch up there. I've got a complimentary ticket if you want to use it. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I always love a ticket that when you when you buy it, it, it goes, 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 you're a very nice person. I like your hair. Like, you know, it's complimentary tickets are always lovely. Um, and if you go to the bathroom while you're there, just mention my name. You'll get a good seat. <laughs> <laughs> Someone keeps it warm for you, do they? Um, yeah. Have a seat, warm. <laughs> thank you so much, mate. So yeah, definitely check his uh, stuff out there. Uh, and uh, so lovely to see you again, mate. 
Um, and oh, we're hoping that you're going to be up. out of uh, Ikea, and we'll see you out in the real world now that we can get an interaction all out and about there. Thank you. And Jerry, yeah, too, well done, um, we'll be on your websites, too, checking out your amazing cause, Films for Change. Uh, and we really do recommend everybody else out there to have a gander on there, because you're not only doing things that are uniquely Australian, but also very important to everybody. Like, you know, it's, it's, everyone can resonate with the things you're doing. And of mm, course, you. you're an amazing person and the, the works that you do are always brilliant. I mean, I want to get back into the, what was it, um, uh, doing the dinner theatre. I mean, oh, it'd be so much fun. It'd be it'd be so, we've been fun. doing a little bit of stuff down at Quarantine Station, which was, oh, which was oh, uh, very see, saucy. That's That'd it. We fun. would love to do some of those, like, um, uh, not, not seances, but just walk around and go look at the creepy things in the history of yes, the yeah, cemeteries. phenomenal place. Uh, we've got well, actually we've got one coming up with Wiseman's Ferry uh, in June with Conflict Footprints. There's a there's a dinner and ghost walk oh, in fantastic, Wiseman's Ferry. Man. So uh, jump on conflictfootprints.com.au and eventually it'll be up there. Cool. Um, I'll put that link as well in there because yeah, the Convict uh, Footprints will have all the details about that, and we'll yeah. um, let yeah. us know when that's coming out because yeah, we'll plug that because we want to get people out there, especially now that it's opening up again. Get out yeah, there and see this theatre and, and amazing things that people are making. And as you're saying, it's historical as well, which I love. If you can kill two birds with one stone, even though I'm I'm not at all about killing birds, but the idea of you know that it's it's even better. You're learning whilst mm. also enjoying. So, learning and having fun and it's a bit saucy so that's cool that's it too yeah well thank you so much again uh and um lovely to see you uh, lovely to see you richard yeah. nice playing with you steve thanks for you too, Jerry. thanks <laughs> and awesome Brianna too thank you so yeah. much i uh, will ask you guys just to stick around there just oh, we have a little quick in between before we come into our under the covers but we want to thank you guys all for joining us here tonight uh Rhiannon, is there anything else you would like to say to the lovely people out there tonight I'll see you all under the covers soon. Mm, yes, already. Already into the raunchiness. I love it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've been Richard Lovegrove. It's been Thursday night here at Quiz Arena Live for a whole bunch of games. We hope you've had a whole bunch of fun, and we'll see you here next week. Same bat time, same bat channel, here on YouTube at the Quiz Arena Live. Thanks so much, ladies and gentlemen. Rock on, and keep it real. Bye! sun never sets on those who ride into it. We just gotta keep going!